We have a special 94KX sports presentation tonight. District 4 Quad A Championship game in high school football between the Seals Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. This decade, it's either been Seals Grove or Jersey Shore winning the crown. We find out who takes it tonight at Thompson Street Stadium in Jersey Shore. And we start our coverage with Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai, North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. On the strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We'll break down this matchup, check out other playoff action, and also hear from Seals head coach, Derek Hicks. Let's head to Jersey Shore now and check in with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Zach Showers. Welcome to Thompson Street Stadium for tonight's District 4 Quad A Championship game between the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and the Seals Grove Seals. And welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincoln's in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors route the Kia's routes 11 and 15 on the strip in Humble's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Ryan Brandt. Last week, the Seals beat the Midwest Mustangs. The Seals fell behind in the game 9-0 and ran off 21 straight unanswered points to win the semifinal game 21-9. While the Jersey Shore Bulldogs had no problem beating Columbia Montorvo Tech 52-0, scoring 45 points in the first half and getting their first shutout of the season. In week two, the Seals beat the Bulldogs at home 31-10 as freshman quarterback Danny Schock went 23 for 30, 291 yards, three touchdowns, and just one pick. And the Seals defense shut down the Jersey Shore rushing attack, holding the Bulldogs to just 92 yards on 25 carries. That's 3.7 yards per carry for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in that week two game against the Seals. As I bring my Broadcast partner into the conversation, Ryan. The Seals shut down the dogs in week two, and the Mustangs last week had a very aggressive downhill hill attack, but the Seals Grove defense came up with another great effort. I just throw that week, week two uh, game out the door. Two different teams, guys moving around, guys improving, young kids, a full season in. And we're in the district championship game. So it's not the same as week two. You can't expect the same results. This is going to be a battle tonight. Two teams that can come at you head-to-head. And uh, neither team really exploding right now, throwing the ball. It's been the run, attack, and the defense for both teams. And that's how they both have gotten here, find themselves in the district championship uh, championship game. And, of course, it's the right weather, too. Nice and cold. They're going to have some breeze tonight. you got real grass, well, some grass, <laughs> some mud spots. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. We've had interesting ones here at Thompson Street Stadium over the years. 6-2 game here back in 2014. As the Seals, Grove Seals beat the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, their lone loss that year. They had undefeated regular season game. Seals Grove came here and walked away with the victory in that one. So with a lot of history over a short period of time against these Jersey Shore Bulldogs and expecting a lot of that here again tonight. You go back to week two, and like you said, expecting a completely different look between both these teams. And you look at numbers, 346 total yards for the Seals Grove Seals in that week two matchup. Pretty much a complete game from a quarterback position, as we mentioned, 23 for 30, 288 yards for the freshman quarterback, Danny Schock, in that game. From a turnover standpoint, boy, Jersey Shore had two fumbles in that game. And penalties, Ryan, go back to looking at that penalty situation again and something that's got to be cleaned up in a game like tonight. 18 penalties between both teams in that week, too. 
We hope that gets cleared up. And I don't have the statistic for Seelands Grove, but even when they're against their opponents, their opponents have had penalty-ridden games, but Seelands Grove has not cleaned it up over 11 weeks now. So, you know, I would love for tonight to be the night that, you know, the penalty flags are kept in the pockets of the officials, but it just seems that Seelands Grove is this year is push that 7-8 penalty mark every game. And like you said, in week two, 10 of them for 82 yards. I would love to know the average on the season, how many yards that Seals Group has lost due to penalties. I know at some crucial points they've had some big penalties, but, but Jersey Shore in that game week two also had eight as well. So it seems to be the trend this year. We've seen a, a lot more penalty flags this year than I think we've seen on all of our 10 years. And that's something that obviously tonight could be a huge factor in this game. We talk about the field, grass field. First time Seals Group's played on a grass field. And after 11 weeks, it is torn up, as you would imagine, here at Thompson Street Stadium. It's going to be a huge factor in this ball game between the Seals and the Bulldogs. And I actually heard that the Booster Club for Seals Grove bought cleats for all the kids, including the the uh, uh, spin-in cleats, the longer three-quarter-inch cleats to help keep uh, grip on this field. So we'll have to pay attention to that tonight as well. Well, we have a lot to cover. We'll take a look at the... Other games going on, a part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family. Of course, that's the Lewisburg Green Dragons as they continue their playoff run as well. Checking in with Coach Derek Hicks. We're going to do that live, something a little different. Hopefully be able to catch up with Derek Hicks amongst his team's pregame warm-up. So you want to stick around for that. Also take a deeper look into the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And finally, we'll be able to hear from Ryan right before we go to the kickoff to hear what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals here tonight in the District 4 Quad A Championship game at Thompson Street Stadium. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94KX. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove. Next the American Legion. Go Seals! 94KX. Welcome back to Thompson Street Stadium for tonight's Quad A District 4 Championship game between the Seals Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Of course, we've got a lot more to talk about as we near the opening kickoff here between these two teams. Both teams looking to advance 
and move on into state playoff action. So exciting opportunity for the Seals. Grove Seals have not had the season that they've come to used to here over the years, but uh, looking to avenge a season of struggles and get into state playoffs would, would be a great feat for a young team here, the Seals Grove Seals. We'll talk more about that, but now it's time to check in on the Lewisburg Green Dragons preview. Lewisburg Green Dragons got a big win a week ago, winning 7-6 to six a week ago to be able to advance, and then uh, they got a big one here coming up tonight. So, what a better way to check in and get a preview on that game. It's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. Saturday night, the Lewisburg Green Dragons take on the Montoursville Warriors in the second round of the District 4 Class 3A playoffs. Montoursville is the number two seed and the Green Dragons are the number six seed. These two teams played a scrimmage prior to this football season. Last week, Lewisburg defeated Central Columbia by a score of 7-6. to six. Lewisburg played their best defensive game of the year, holding the potent Central Columbia offense to just two field goals. The Green Dragons scored with just 153 left in the game to take the lead. Max Moyers led the offense with 133 yards rushing and one touchdown. Montoursville defeated Athens by a score of 50-8. to The Warriors are led by senior quarterback Hunter Shear, who has completed 61% of his passes and has thrown for 27 touchdowns. His leading receiver is Jackson Delena who has over 700 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns. Junior Logan Ott is the leading rusher from Montoursville. He has rushed for nearly 600 yards and has seven rushing touchdowns. Montoursville is the most balanced offensive team the Green Dragons have played this year. Quarterback Hunter Shearer is not a threat to run the ball, but the Lewisburg defense will have to be able to get pressure on him and make him uncomfortable in the pocket. Turnovers and the ability of the Lewisburg defense to pressure Shearer will be the keys to a Green Dragon victory. Game time is 7 o'clock on Saturday night with pregame show at 630 and 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. All right, Greg, thanks very much. We'll look forward to your call tonight over on 100.9 The Valley. Sean Carey here in studio. We're about 45 minutes away from kick at Thompson Street Stadium in Jersey Shore. The District 4 Quad A Championship game tonight between the Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We know the winner of tonight's Seals-Jersey Shore game, who they're going to play next week. That'll be Pottsgrove. Pottsgrove last night in the District 1 Quad A Championship knocked out Pottstown by a score of 40-6. to So Pottsgrove advances to state's and waiting in the wings for either Seawinds Grove or Jersey Shore next week. There were two games played this afternoon in District 4. In District 4 AA, the semifinal matchup at the Silver Bowl, the Mount Carmel area Red Tornadoes eliminated North Penn Mansfield 34-14. And this afternoon in District 4 Single A, the championship went to Muncie. The Indians have won their second district championship in the past three years. A great defensive battle this afternoon at Miller-Moyer Field in Canton. Muncie defeating Canton by a score of 9-7. to seven. Also tonight, we mentioned a few moments ago, Lewisburg-Montoursville. That coverage will start in about 15 minutes on 100.9 The Valley. District 4 AAA semifinal. The other semifinal game tonight will be the Ironmen, the number one seed, taking on number five, Shemokin which had a startling win last week at Loyal Sock with three big touchdowns in the fourth quarter to pull away for that victory for the Shemokin Indians and new head coach Henry Hynoski. Also tonight in District 4, Double A, 
Mount Carmel waiting to play either Troy or Southern Columbia. Tigers will entertain uh, the Troy Trojans tonight, and that kickoff will be at 7 at Tiger Stadium in Catawissa. We will have your scoreboard updates all night long. Go to our scoreboard page, WQKX.com. If you know of any Seawinds Grove alum that don't live in the central Susquehanna Valley anymore, they want to catch tonight's ball game, they can check it out online. We're streaming at WQKX.com. You can also download our 94KX app to your tablet and smartphone. Go to either Google Play or the Apple App Store and search 94KX. We'll take a quick time out on Seals game day. Be right back. We hope to have a conversation on the field with Pat O'Brien and the Seals head coach, Derek Hicks, when we return. It is Seals game day. Championship night tonight at Jersey Shore. Bulldogs and Seals live on 94KX. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, leave the shoes outside. <laughs> These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try a DQ Hungry Up deal for just four, five, or six bucks. How about the Grill Burgers? Three to choose from. And if it's a Blizzard that you want, the Oreo Hot Cocoa is back as the Blizzard of the Month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Sealands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. This is my station, and I love it. You know my name. 94KX. Welcome back to Seals Game Day. Down here on the field, catching up with Coach Derek Hicks, a little live radio. Derek can check in with you. District championship game here, an opportunity to come to Jersey Shore, take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Very familiar foe when you get to this point. But you're here on the road. We know about the weather, a lot of conversation about it. You're walking the field. Uh, what is uh, the preparation to play on this type of field, and, and how do you think your kids will respond to the preparation? You know, hope, I mean, hopefully they're good. We uh, our, our practice field was far worse than this this week. Uh, you know, we were outside, and with all the rain we took in on Monday, uh, on Tuesday especially, that thing was just, uh, you know, pretty much slimy, I guess you would say. And, uh, you know, we were sliding all over the place and kids kind of getting used to that, that footing and how they have to maneuver. Uh, you know, so I think Mother Nature helped us out with preparation with uh, making our facilities kind of comparable to this. 
A lot of conversations have been about you played them in week two, had a good game, probably one of the more complete games you had against uh, all season long. How do you use week two in preparation for tonight's game, and how is it vastly different? Uh, yeah, I think for us the biggest thing we looked at um, what we did well, which in that game, like you said, we played, we did a lot of things very well, uh, threw the ball well, and uh, you know we look at where we kind of got lucky, some some plays that they had that they missed, that uh, you know I feel like their quarterbacks making some of those throws now. So you know it's one of those you you certainly hope for uh, an outcome with that big of a margin, but uh, the biggest thing is convincing the kids that it's never that easy the second time around. So you're taking on a, a Jersey Shore team second time, you know, many, many weeks later, obviously. Lorson quarterback, how has he grown, and, and how do you uh, deal with his ability to throw the ball around a little bit? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, uh, again, his accuracy has gotten far better since week two. Uh, you know, in week two, he had times where he had some open uh, open curls and some shorter passes and just it was throwing them wide or high. And, you know, you watch Bald Eagle area film, you watch the Central Mountain film the last couple weeks, and, and those are the throws he's making now. So our pass rush has got to be that much better, and pass coverage has to be that much better. Derek, I'll leave you with this. Uh, you're moving Schoen and Khan back to the in, into the backfield. So how are you confidence-wise in your offensive line in preparation for the big game tonight? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm fully confident. You know, Trey Bainey, uh, we thought we might have lost him for the year with an injury. And, uh, you know, he was able, fortunately, to suit up last week, which was kind of a surprise, and came in and did a really nice job at left guard. So he's getting the start there. And uh, right guard will be probably a combination of a couple guys rotating through there. But, uh, you know, Trey's a big body for a guard. And uh, Garrett Benfer on the left side. I mean, you know, it, it, this is probably the, the best combination we put out since going back to early in the season. Derek, you win this game because? Uh, I think it, it, we're able to sustain drives. You know, you, you can't let Jersey Shore on the field too much. You know, do a three and out and let them have the ball because they have playmakers and, uh, you know, they execute their spread really well. So we've got to be able to establish a running game, short passing game, and sustain drives. Derek, we appreciate it. Good luck to you and the Seals, and uh, we'll catch up with you after the game. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Derek Hicks here down on the field as a part of our Seals game day, doing a little live interview. Appreciate his time as his team getting ready to play in the district championship game here at Thompson Street Stadium. We're going to take a break, come back, continue with Seals Game Day, get ready, build up for a big matchup at the top of the hour. Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107 at eagle For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. 
Scale new heights with Service Electric Cablevision Internet Service. One gig is here. Your entire family can binge watch their favorite shows online, stream movies and music, game like a champion, tweet and Snapchat with friends, all at once on multiple devices. One gig means everyone can do more seamlessly with no buffering or slowdowns. Call 877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash internet today. That's secv.com slash internet. Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go SEALs! 94KX. I'm John Gorley, and I play in the band Portugal the Man. What's up? This is your pinkness. This is Dan from Imagine Dragons. 94.1 WQKX. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company. Our Eagle 107, Eagle107.com's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94KX. Ryan, a nice little piece of live radio going down there chit chat with coach Derek Hicks always a great interview Derek gives you what he's got and we appreciate him taking the time as his team's into pregame warm-ups here at Thompson Street Stadium looking to win the District 4 Quad A Championship against a very familiar foe when you get to this level the Jersey Shore Bulldogs we'll keep an eye on the Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. And Ryan will take a couple seconds to talk about it because we're familiar with with both teams when you think about the Danville Ironman hosting the Shimokin Indians. And we saw Shimokin when they, and a lot of people would say, their best game, complete game of the year. And it just happened to be against the Seals, Grove Seals. I think they have an opportunity to get to the Danville Ironman and possibly come away with the upset at Danville. Uh, both teams, uh, to me, are aggressive teams. I do think Shimokin, though, brings a little bit more size than what Danville does, and they play that downfield type of play. I think for Danville, they might have some more playmakers. They might have some more athletes, um, and if Shimokin can keep the big play from happening, that's going to be one heck of a physical game. Um one that, you know, it's one we wish we could watch, but no, no place would rather be than here right now watching the Seals Grove Seals. But that is a great game tonight to pay attention to. And to me, it's either this. Danville can win that one by a couple scores, or Shemokin can win that, you know, by last possession or a defensive touchdown or a special team touchdown. I just think it's going to be a very physical game, a fast game, too. Both teams fly to the ball. But I, if I had to say, Danville might have the edge just because of the athletes they have in the skilled positions. So that will be our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. And keep an eye on it throughout the evening. And again, it's the Danville Ironman hosting the Shemokin Indians. Ryan, taking a look how both teams have got to this point. Jersey Shore Bulldogs come in number one seed hosting this District 4 championship game. They started out the year with a loss, two losses. They lost to Belfont 17-14 and then lost to the Seals Grove Seals at Seals Grove 31-10. They beat Montoursville 30-20. They lost to Mount Carmel 47-7. They went to Schick and beat Schick 35-13. And again, the game we talked about, 
is that they beat Shemokin here, 34-13, to and we were surprised at that point. Not necessarily that Jersey Shore won the game, but at the outcome of the score, 34-13 win over the Indians. And then Jersey Shore had to travel to Southern Columbia. They lost that one 62-7. to They beat Lewisburg 25-17, to lost the Bald Eagle area 24-23. They went to Central Mountain and handled the Wildcats 40-14 to before beating Columbia Montorvo Tech a week ago, 52 to nothing. Their first shutout of the season and the highest point total by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs came a week ago in that 52 nothing win, a, a game they were winning 45 to nothing at halftime. For the Seals, Grove Seals coming at 5-6 and six under headman Derek Hicks. Fourth season, 36 wins to 15 losses. And how did they get to this point? They started out the season with a loss to Lewisburg, 32-22, a game they were leading at halftime, but would lose that one by 10. They beat Jersey Shore 31-10, went to Southern and lost 48-0. Then the Seals Grove returned home back-to-back games when they beat Chick 35-0, lost to Berwick 21-7. Ryan, I'm going to stop it right there for you. 21-7 lost to Berwick, and if you think back to that game, how good we felt about this defense once again as Seals Grove defense under headman Derek Hicks continues to put. And the reason I bring it up, that's the type of performance we're going to have to see from these Seals tonight. Uh, absolutely. You're going you're to need to be able to stuff the run, and, and Seals Grove has been able to do that all year. I mean, every week it seems like we face a, a hot running back, and every week we seem to slow that running back down, cool him down a little bit. So you're going to need that type of performance tonight in the district championship stage. And this is a Jersey Shore team that likes to run the ball, run the ball a lot, and they run it hard and well. So that defense that's been the foundation of this program now for basically 20 years is going to have to continue to hold up tonight. And that was in a loss to the Berwick Bulldogs 21-7. But then the Seals bounced back, traveled to Loyal Sock to take on the Lancers and put them away 34-7. They lost to Shemokin at home 44-8 before traveling to back-to-back road games, beating Central Mountain 41-13 and lost to Danville 31-7. Lost to Montoursville at home on a Game-ending field goal by the Montoursville Warriors. They lost 10-7 to before last week's game, 21-9, as they were able to beat the Midwest Mustangs. So, Ryan, will go back to that game a week ago. Down 9 nothing. crazy game, crazy first half. But Seals Grove were able to put together back-to-back touchdowns and take a very important 14-9 lead in that game. And, you know, it was a special game. Yeah, the first uh, Snyder County showdown, if you want to call it that. Um, huge crowd uh, show up for, for uh, Midwest. And I, I, from my understanding, there's a lot of trash talking going on in the week, so there's a lot of hype behind it. And Midwest came out, and they went head-to-head with us for a little while, and their defense capitalized on a couple mistakes, and they scored nine points. The defense scored nine points, but let's be realistic. Their offense struggled that entire game. Uh, Midwest was only able to get 103 total yards of offense, 40 rushing, 63 passing, and all their points came from defense. So it was a closer game than I thought it would be. It was still a 21-9 to win against a pretty decent Midwest team and us not playing our best game. We had linemen going to back into the backfield and, and jersey changes, So, and also conditions. The rain really, really put a hamper on what we do offensively. You know, there's a couple passes that just slipped through the hands of receivers that would normally catch it. Definitely had a lot to do with the weather there. So we were hampered a little bit. It was the perfect storm for Midwest, but still not enough to keep the better team in Seals Grove from getting that win. So, again, Jersey Shore comes in number one seed, 6-5 and five overall in the season under head coach Tom Gravish, his seventh year at Jersey Shore. Started back in 2012 where he 
Marietta team that went 0-10. And they have four. He now has 48 wins to 33 losses. The head coach of the Jersey Shore Bulldogs again, Derek Hicks, come in 36 wins, 15 losses, and his four years as head man. So good coaching staff going up against each other tonight, and it's no surprise that these teams continue to find each other in the playoffs. And this year, again, back in the district playoffs for the championship, where a year ago it was in the semis when Sealsgrove won that 14-7 before beating Shigalimi at Shigalimi 34 nothing. So a familiar foe good bad how does that play out when you you know got someone that you're very familiar with that can help you on your side of things but how much do you change what you do on your own side to try to offset what they may already know about you well neither team changed (laughs) each team is still doing the same thing they've done for the last six years they've been battling and and uh i don't think you got to change i mean you you line up and you go head to head, and may the better man win. The guy that wants it more win. And the thing about this now is, Jersey Shore, I think, caught Seals Grove off guard in those first couple meetings. You know what I mean? We they still didn't have our respect as a real program. Well, they got it now. They have it now. So there's not going to surprise us. We know they're going to come out and hit hard. We're ready for it. And you know, you talk to even former players. They say it all the time. Jersey Shore was always a much better, different team when we played them in the district playoffs than we did when we played in the regular season. So. They're not going to surprise. There's no more surprise factor. It's going to be head-to-head, may the better man win tonight, and, and the team that's most focused and, and able to uh, to execute. Well, we'll continue to break down this matchup. We'll look, take a look at both teams' offenses. We'll spotlight players as we go through the pregame show here, all building up to the District 4 Quad A Championship game between the Seals Grove Steels and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company, and this is Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94KX. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shamoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shamoka Dam Health Center, designed with you in mind. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hubble's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. 94KX. Hi, everyone. This is Katy Perry. Hi, it's Nyla Horn here. This is Kesha. 94.1. WQKX. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company. Our Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and 
Like I said, we're going to break down some of these numbers for you. Taking a look offensively for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They come in 309.6 yards per game, 186 on the ground, 122 through the air, 35 offensive touchdowns. Good balance there, rushing 20, pass 13. They're averaging 25.1 points per game. They put up 52 a week ago against Columbia Montour Votech, and also they've had 30 points or more five times. Their win margin, 23 points per game in their wins here this season. Again, they sit at 6-5. and five. On the defensive side, tackles for loss. They average over five tackles for loss per game. They have 62 on the season, 22 sacks on the season, so two sacks per game. Interception, seven. Schaefer has three of those for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. 13 fumble recoveries for the defense for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They've also blocked three punts, so they get at it that way. They're giving up 23.4 points per game. The most they gave up was 62 against Southern. One shutout, that was a week ago. Two fumble recoveries for a touchdown. Pass deflections, 12. So, Ryan, when you break down those numbers, we'll just look on the defensive side. When you talk about 22 sacks and also the big number, tackles for loss. Almost six tackles for loss for this 5-2 defense. Not unexpected from this Jersey Shore approach. Yeah, we see it every year. They always are causing issues, and and they like to do it up the gut, too. They did not say for pressure on the outsides. They'll push right through the middle. And the thing that I like, though, when I look at this, the guy that's leading their team in sacks, third in the team in tackles, and leading the team in tackles for a loss is Toom. So it's also their running back. So this is a guy that uses a ton of energy on both sides of the ball. And against a team like Seals Grove that tries to keep uh, the minimal two-way players, you know, you hope that we can wear him down, find where he's at, keep putting a pad on him, contact on him, and, and seeing how much you can make him fight to get these tackles in the backfield. But he, he's a heck of a player, heck of an athlete. 93 tackles, 17 tackles for a loss, and six sacks. He's an all-around defensive player, and of course, you know, on offense, he gets it done as well. He's, he's got 573 yards on 152 yard, 152 rushes, 9 TDs, so they use him. He works, and uh, he's a weapon out there, but I think tonight, Seals has got to know where he's at and, and really make him work for those uh, those uh, backfield tackles. Look, an offensive side for the Seals Grove Seals, coming in averaging 250.5 yards per game. 109 on the ground, 140 through the air, 24 offensive touchdowns, 14 rushing, 10 passing. Seals Grove scoring 19.3 points per game. The most they scored was 41 against Central Mountain. They've scored 31 points or more four times. They've had uh, 11 interceptions thrown and eight fumbles lost. So something they want to clean up on the offensive side. And, you know, Ryan, we talk about it, that tonight is a type game where you're going to have to be able to run the ball. We know that they went with the costume change a week ago with Joe Kahn and also Nate Schoen. They're going to stay as the running backs, and it's going to be crucial that they can pick up, stay above the chains, in front of the chains, create smaller uh, distance for pick up first downs for your freshman quarterback. Crucial tonight against this defense as well. Well, and what's crucial to that is is no penalties on first down or second down and no taking sacks. I mean, we have just hurt ourselves week in and week out by hanging on the ball a little too long and taking that 10, 12-yard loss. It's better for the incompletion, throw it downfield, throw it out of bounds over the head of a receiver and uh, and, and live to play another down. But, you know, you, you're right. I mean, we, you're going to have to run the ball. But we also gonna have to throw the ball to open up the running game. Both those, both both sides of the ball feed off each other. And you know, Danny Shog, extremely impressive 
freshman, 110 completions on 194 attempts, almost 1,500 yards. He's at 1,434. If he has the kind of game that he's going to need to have tonight, he'll be well over 1,500 yards, hopefully the 16 to 1,700-yard mark. Uh, he's got 10 TDs and the 10 interceptions. He also quietly has five rushing TDs. The ability to run is there. Had a big TD last week uh, against Midwest in the semifinals of District 4. And But, again, he kind of feeds off Schoen and, and Kahn when they're able to run the ball. And Kahn, 112 carries, 454 yards and four TDs. Schoen, 64 carries, 413 yards and four TDs. So between the two of them, they're pushing 900 yards rushing. And, and anyone that's come to a game and watched these guys play, those are 900 hard yards. And, and guys getting in the way of those are taking big hits. So those, those yards take a toll uh, when, you, when you're trying to tackle a shock and, uh, or a con and a shown. On the defensive side for Seals Grove that we've already mentioned and talked about and we talk about quite often about the ability of this defense, no matter the circumstance and no matter what's happened offensively, the defense shows up. We already talked about how they did against Berwick, even in though they came up short 21-7, but that was a game 7 nothing at halftime. Berwick was winning that game, and again, they shut down an explosive runner for the Berwick Bulldogs as well. But when you break down their numbers, tackles for loss, 4.7 tackles for loss for the Seals Grove Seals, and Ryan, I'm going to stop right there and say, Blaze Eiders. Blaze Eiders has had a season that, uh, you know, has really been unusual for a defensive event. You know, we had Tony Dresser over the years and watched him become sack machine. But what, what Blaze has been able to do coming off that edge and the pressure he puts on an offense has been something that, you know, I don't know if we've seen the full game like or full ability like that that Blaze has shown this year. Uh, yeah, and, and he's doing it against the double and triple teams, which seem to happen to Seals Grove defensive ends when they're having success. And, and we've seen him blow guys into the backfield and just disrupting. It's not it's not always getting the tackle. It's not always getting the sack. Sometimes it's just rushing the play or taking away what they're trying to do. And Blaze Ziders has done that all year long. He's got 62 tackles, 14 tackles for a loss. It's been an unbelievable season for the senior defensive end. And we continue with the number of sacks, 28 sacks on the season for Seals Grove, only four interceptions and stuff. I talked to Derek week in and week out about trying to get more interceptions and trying to get more pressure on the quarterback to create mistakes, but that's an amazing number to think only four interceptions all season long for the Seals Grove Seals, but the number that jumps off the page and something we marveled uh, throughout the entire year is the number just continues to creep up. When you look at Jersey Shore, 13 fumble recoveries, Seals Grove better than that by three. 16 fumble recoveries on the season for the Seals Grove Seals. And 13's a lot. I mean, they're getting over one fumble recovery a game on average. I mean, that's a lot. Then you look at Seals Grove at 16, it's crazy. That's a ton of fumble recoveries. That's telling me that the defense is aggressive, it's hitting hard, and they're firing the ball when it's on the ground. And and that takes a focus and a presence of mind, and, and that's what this defense is. Well-schooled to go to the ball, get the ball knocked away, and guys, hats all around the ball for an opportunity to, to make the refumbery. They have two touchdowns off fumble recoveries as well do the Seals Grove Seals. They do have a block punt. Seals Grove defense giving up 20.4 points a game. They have one shutout. That was against Chick. They've held teams at 10 points or less five times as the Seals Grove defense. We're going to take a break, come back, look at guys individually that have set the tone here for the Seals Grove Seals. They are sitting at 5-6, and six, taking on the 6-5 six and five Jersey Shore Bulldogs. When we come back, let's take, a num- let's take a look at the guys individually. This is Seals Grove Seals, Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals on 94KX. 
Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, try County Tag. Your local PennDOT partner can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Try County Tag Service. Hummel's Wharf is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Try County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. Welcome back to Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107 coverage of the Seals Grow Seals on 94 KX. Ryan, we talked about the weather coming up and talked about the chill and what's going on, but uh, compared to what was going on here last night and uh, what it looked like from a wind standpoint coming up here, it looks like the wind is holding off here some, makes this thing a little more manageable for the passing game, but also not having any of that inclement weather with the rain. Saw some snow earlier today in the Seals Grove area, but right now it's about as best as you're going to get for uh, a November evening here. Chilly, but no signs of any kind of uh, precipitation. Nope, we got our layers on. We'll be okay. We got some hand warmers. We got uh, warmers on our toes. We'll survive this. (laughs) It's not our first rodeo. (laughs) Take a look at Seals Game notes, Jersey Shore playoff game notes given to us by our stat man, Zach Showers. In 44 matchup, Seals Grove leads the all-time series 39-5. They played each other twice each of the last five seasons. Seals Grove ended Shore's season in 2014, 2015, 2017, excuse me, while the opposite happened in 2013 and 2016. In 2013 and 2016, Seals Grove won the regular season matchup and Jersey Shore won the playoff game. In 2014, Jersey Shore won the regular season contest, while Seals Grove would come back and win it in the playoff game. And that's something that, you know, often happens here between this this matchup, which makes you talk about, and I said it to Derek, about what adjustments do you make, you know, or what do you use week two as as you prepare for tonight's game? And it's always curious about how coaches go about it. You obviously want to see the exact same result that you got in week two but too much happens in that amount of time to think that. So you are going to have to make the adjustments. So a lot of that's going to come down to seeing what both coaches have done over the last nine weeks. Uh, well, hopefully Seals Grove can just follow what they did in 06, 07, and 08 seasons when they defeated Jersey Shore in the regular season and then, you know, ultimately knocked them out of the playoffs with those regular season wins. Uh, but also, you know, some other things, Jersey Shore only won one game in this series, and that was in 1999 up till 2011. So this Seals Grove 
team year in and year out has dominated Jersey Shore until 2011, and then this one, this rivalry, bega- rivalry began. But it's been the thing where, you know, sometimes Jersey Shore wins the first game, we won the second, or vice versa, and, uh, and there's been the years where we won both games here since 2011. But I think, like you said, you 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 want the same results, but I think they're two different, completely different teams. What you do know is the styles, and that that's not going to change. Both teams are going to come out and do what they did uh, in, in, in week two. It's just again, it comes down to execution and, and focus. And may the may the may the more focused and, and more aggressive team win tonight. Well, since the last matchup, after starting the season zero and two with losses to nine and two Belfont team and to Seals Grove, Jersey Shore went five and three in the regular season. And uh, up to the win a week ago against Columbia Montorvic, Montorvo Tech, their only loss to a 9-2 Mount Carmel team and, as we said, to Belfont and also to Southern Columbia. So when you think about outside of the losses, Seals Grove, those other three losses, not bad on your resume when you go through your season and think, okay, who do we battle and what were the outcomes in the games against teams that obviously are having great seasons? Yeah, I mean, and that, that's, that's our schedule every year. I mean, we play good teams year in and year out. We do not have an easy schedule. And, and, you know, again, you look at it like this year, you know, we beat Jersey Shore week two, handle them. But ooh, they have the better record. They ended up getting the, the number one seed in the district. And, you know, if we played their schedule, would we still be the number two? So, you know, yeah, you want this tough schedule. And, and we see it out there, the teams that we lost to this year. And we understand the, the opponent that they were. But, man, it, it kind of stings right now as we have to go on the road in the cold, play a tough Jersey Shore team at their field, and, you know, you just hope it was worth it. You hope those games build the toughness, the character that you need to win a district championship. And for Seals Grove, 1-1 one and one after beating Jersey Shore in Week 2, but finished out the regular season 3-5 and five the rest of the way and a win last week against Midwest. Like Jersey Shore, Seals Grove's losses came against good competition. Southern Columbia, Berwick, Shimokin, Danville, Montoursville. And you go through all them and their loss against Lewisburg, all still playing in district playoff action. So, again, not a bad resume for the Seals Grove Seals. And they lost to Montoursville, a 10-7 game with a game walk-off field goal by the Montoursville Warriors to win that one, 10-7. One more thing to take a look at, too quarterback comparison and zach talked about on this on the way up and it it's a good note to look at danny shock member freshman 110 completions 194 attempts 1434 yards 10 touchdowns and 10 interceptions tanner lawson the junior quarterback for the jersey shore bulldogs 107 completions on 220 attempts he has 1074 yards 13 touchdowns only six interceptions each have thrown over 100 yards in five games. So a nice comparison between these two quarterbacks going into tonight's game. Both will be huge focus on a potential victory for either team. It is crazy how similar they are. When you really think about it, these teams are a lot alike with the style they play and, and the way their defenses are carrying them and, and, and the hard-nosed football that they play. One stat that I'm looking here in the sheet that I love is we've only ever had two Saturday games before this one. Both at Altoona, both were state playoff games. One was against Belfont Victory. One of them was against University Prep Victory. So Seals Grove and our time here broadcasting is undefeated on Saturdays. Never thought of that. I like that. Let's get the third one, be 3-0 and on Saturdays. And today is Saturday. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Good point. 
Well, both teams have returned to the locker rooms and going to really take the field here shortly. We're closing in on the opening kickoff of the District 4 Quad A Championship game between the host Jersey Shore Bulldogs and the traveling Sealands Grove Seals. Let's take a break. Come back. You're listening to Seals Grove Football on Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94KX. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove Football Games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570 570- 374-7343 or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove next to the American Legion. Go Seals! 94-1. I like that they have a lot of variety. WQKX. Welcome back to Seals Game Day driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94-KX. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs have taken the field. Orange helmets, orange shirts, and black pants seals grove seals will enter the field here shortly setting up tonight's game between the seals and the bulldogs for the district four quad a championship game ryan take a look at this matchup between these two teams since 2013 and you know 2013 was another one of those that both teams were right about 500 when they came into this matchup and jersey shore obviously would end up getting that one after seals grove won and we talked about this after seals grove got the regular season win 14 to 6 Jersey Shore would come back and win 20-16 in the district championship game. Then you go to 20, 2014, and, boy, that's just a score that stands out in our minds. We were right here at Thompson Street Stadium when we saw the Seals Grove Seals beat the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 6-2. to Boy, that pulls on some memories here as a part of our broadcast. Yep, I blocked it out. I don't remember that game at all. Sorry, Pat. We'll go on to the next one, though. <laughs> and the safety was a pitch to Javon Bats and mishandled it. Jersey Shore would jump on top of it, but Zach Adams would end up taking it in for the score, the lone score for the Seals Grove Seals to win that one 6-2. In 2015, Seals Grove got both wins. They got the regular season win, 42-10, and then they would win the final 24-15. 2016, they would win in the regular season in a convincing way, and that's kind of how we're going into tonight's game, in a very convincing way, 26-6 but then got blown out here against Jersey Shore in a game that was a struggle for Seals Grove. Could get things going offensively, 
and lost that one 31-15. It's a weird series every year. And then I laugh, you know, I mean, about the 2004 season, 14 season because, yeah, we won the game 6-2, to two, but it was not fun. I mean, we left that game, we're like, whoa, that was a, a, an excruciating game to watch. I mean, it was just fun but excruciating, I guess. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those games. And there's been a few of those games between these two teams. They just battle so hard. You almost feel like you're watching, like, a standstill. Like, you know, somebody that's scared to, to, to pull their gun, you know. So it's, 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 it's tough at times, but it's been a weird series. It's a really weird series that you just don't know what you're going to get, and I guess that brings the excitement to it at the same time. 2017, a year ago, Seals Grove won both the games. They won 25-6 in the regular season and won a battle in the semifinals, 14-7. to Remember, Jared Inch had a catch. He extended the ball over the goal line. That was one of the touchdowns for Seals Grove, and they would win that one, 14-7 in the semis. We're going to step aside here or uh, take a moment here as we show our respects to the flag and the national anthem. As we're getting ready for the District 4 Quad A Championship game here at Thompson Street Stadium. We know when you hear National Anthem, you know we're close to the opening kickoff. So that means let's take a break, come back, and the one thing we'll do before we get this opening kickoff, we're going to check in with Ryan as he's going to tell us what's going to seal the deal for victory for the Seals Grove Seals and their opportunity to win District Gold. This is Seals Grove football on Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94KX. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey, right? You bet, my dear, you bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. 
know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try a DQ Hungry Up deal for just four, five, or six bucks. How about the grill burgers? Three to choose from. And if it's a Blizzard that you want, the Oreo Hot Cocoa is back as the Blizzard of the Month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ, fan food, not fast food. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Sealands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Friday, weekends, WQKX. It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on 94KX. Captains taking the field, Con, Schoen, Nyland, and Swineford for the Seals Grove Seals. Tuma, O'Connor, and also Peacock for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and also number 62 captain for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs taking the field, Ryan. So that means it's time to talk about what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals. And you know what? I'm just going to mimic what Coach uh, Hicks said. You're going to have to sustain some drives. And and I think the key to that uh, tonight is, is, you know, obviously offensive line is going to have to create some holes, but I think the penalties – and the, the not taking the big uh, sacks for a loss for the Seals offense is going to be huge in that because there's been times this year we've seen this offense get things moving a little bit, pick up a first down or two, and then all of a sudden on first down we take that 12-yard loss. And it's just this offense isn't built to go second and 22. So uh, they got to sustain some drives tonight. They do it nickel-diming. The big play really hasn't been there this year, and that's okay. You don't have to be a big play offense. This, this team has the ability to pick up three, four yards every play, and you just pick up your first downs on third down. But you can't do it if it's third and 15 or more. Just It's, it's not what this team's built to do, and uh, that, to me, is how they're going to sustain drives. So just like Coach said, they're going to have to sustain some drives, not only about getting points, but just the field position game as well. Midwest kept it in their favor all last week in that first half because the ability to win the field position and that's what Sealinger is going to have to do tonight as well. We'll keep an eye on that. This has been Seals Game Day driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincoln's in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Key is routes 11 and 15 Olden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Seals Grove Football on 94KX giving you a special coverage part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation as Seals Grove will punt this one or kick this one away to get things underway as Rule will kick it away. Number 32 for the Seals Grove Seals. This is Seals Grove football in WQKX Sunbury. And the District 4 Quad A Championship game is underway. Swim kick by Rule. Up man will take it at the 25. Cuts between the hash, gets across the 30. Trying to get to the 35-yard line will not be able to on the return that time for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. It's Cameron Allison, the up man. He's going to give Jersey Shore decent field position 
beyond the 30-yard line. They're going to mark it about the 33 to get things underway. Taking a look at offensively for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, Tanner Lorson, the quarterback. He's thrown for 1,374 yards. In the backfield, Seacrest and Toom, two 573 yards on the ground, nine touchdowns. Broken eye behind Lorson, just getting started. Pitch goes to Toom. He's going to look to throw the ball. Under heavy pressure, gets rid of it. Nyland makes the interception at the 45. Coming back the other way. Double getting blocked. And he's going to run out of bounds at the 34-yard line. And there's going to be a flag on the play at the block as Aubin and Schaefer had the block at the 35. And I think that's going to be a penalty, but it will be an interception for Josh Stylin, the fifth interception of the season for the Seals. Yeah, it's going to be a holding penalty, but it does not matter. Jersey Shore comes out and gets uncharacteristic there. They get tricky and fancy. The pressure was there. And it was ill-advised throw. Receiver fell down trying to come back on the short throw. Nyland able to keep his feet. Great athletic move, jumping up, grabbing the ball high. And that is a great start for Seals Grove. And surprise, surprise, it was their defense getting it started here for them. The fifth interception. Josh Nyland got the interception. He has an interception return for a touchdown to his credit as well that he got against the Loyal Sock Lancers. Gives the ball to the Seals. Following the penalty, they'll start from their own, from the Jersey Shore 46-yard line. Danny Schock at quarterback, looking the pass. Over the middle, got a man, Swyford makes the catch at the 30. That'll be enough for a Seals Grove first down to the 29-yard line. Well, that's a good sign. That, that's, that's a bright sun in the morning. You're there, I mean, just the time was there. Danny was able to look downfield, set his feet, delivers a good throw. Swineford runs a nice deep slant, poached route, and it was perfect. On the money, secured it, and picked up a few extra yards. Great execution. First down of the game for the Seals. Dropping back to Shock, looking to throw again. Another slant to Swineford. In and out of the hands of Swineford at the 15-yard line. Falls incomplete, bring up a second and 10. Look at offensively for the Seals. Shock at quarterback. Khan and Schoen in the backfield. The receiving core, Swineford and Nyland. Up front, Ziders. Bainey showers the guards. Metskirt, Bentford, the tackles, and the tight end is Nick Schaefer. Second down and 10. Hand off to Khan. Hit in the backfield. Fall forward. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe a loss of one. So it's going to be a third down and 11. That quickly for the Seals. Oh, it's second down there. They went right back to the same play. Uh, or I'm sorry, on, on first down, they went right back to the same play. Swineford hit him right in the numbers, threw his hands, hit his numbers, and he dropped the ball. So, so third down and long, shock in the shotgun formation. Looking, it's got time. Now he's going to take off and run. Nothing there. He's going to be tackled at the 35-yard line. So Seals Grove will send out the punt team to try to pin the Georgia Shore Bulldogs deep in their own territory. That Jersey Shore Bulldog defense led the way up front. Toom, Kirchner, Springman, Peacock, and David Toom up front. Defensively, Connor and Seacrest, the linebackers. Schaefer, Guthrie, Maliki, and Peacock are the defensive backs. Schaefer kicked, or Metzger punts his away. Gets a good roll for the Seals inside of the 15. It was a short kick. Took a crazy bounce. Fortunate for the Seals to be able to get the ball inside of the Jersey Shore 15-yard line, and that's where Shore will take over. Their second possession of the night, their first one ended up in an interception by Nyland, but Seals Grove not able to get anything out of it. No score. 
10-13 to go here in the first quarter as Tanner Larson comes out under center. Broken eye behind him. Going to give it to Toom. Looking for a hole to the right. Going to be tripped, upended. Just across the 15 to the 16-yard line, Bastion involved in the stop. And nobody actually really got to tackle there because the Seals' defensive line and linebackers able to force offensive linemen into the running back, and he just tripped up over his own guy. So the pressure there from the defense causing the tackle. It's going to go a quick handoff. Nothing there once again. That defense up front, the defense for Seals' Grove. Ziders, Schoen, and Thomas up front. The linebackers, Kahn, Almit, Schaefer, Showers, Bastion. The defensive back, Swineford, Nylon has a pick already. And the safety is freshman, Teague Hoover, 5'7", 144 pounds. It's a third down and medium. Lorson rolls to his right, looking under heavy pressure. Gets rid of it, short of a first down, as he's knocked out of bounds by Kahn after the catch by Seacrest. Uh, it's a nice tackle by Sean, minimizing the gain there. Con already with his third tackle here early in the first quarter of the district championship game. So it's going to be a fourth down in a punny situation for Peacock, averaging over 37 yards a punt, but the field position in favor at this point for the Seals. Good snap to Peacock. He gets it away. It's a good high kick. Nyland's going to call for a fair catch and make it at the Jersey Shore 46-yard line. So Seals Grove, great field position once again to start their second possession of the night. Pat, do you know what the ruling is on the spacing you have to allow for a fair catch? There was nothing there. I mean, there was six inches between the Jersey Shore player and the Seals Grove man trying to make the fair catch. And, okay, yeah, we caught it, no big deal. But you gotta, you got to take care of that right now because I'm pretty sure there's a ruling on that. I'm just not 100% sure. But Nyland makes a good catch on that under heavy pressure. Fumbled snap by Shock. And he's going to get tackled, lost on the play of about three. So a mishap between this fielding of the snap, the exchange between center and quarterback, a loss of three behind the chains. It's going to be a second down and 12. Under nine to go in the first quarter, no score. And this is the execution we're talking about and the stuff that we need to do to sustain drives, like Coach Hicks said, will be the key to this game. Can't have drop passes when we're open, and we got to be able to have the quarterback center exchange. Shock drops back, gets rid of it. Looking for the tight end, Schaefer. He's going to make the catch. And a brutal hit by Seacrest by the Jersey Shore defense. Maybe a pickup of half a yard. That's going to be it. It'll be a third down and long as Brett Ford will check into the game for the Seals. And I think that was a setup screen play. And screen, you do allow pressure to come through. But you do make an initial, initial contact just to hold him off for half a second. But no contact there. Jersey Shore just straight through and hitting Danny. And he had to get rid of it quick. Shotgun formation for Shock. Drops back. Looking. Slant. Nope. Throws it outside. Catch is made by Christian Kant. Up the right sideline. Inside of the 30-yard line. It'll be enough for a Sealance Grove. First down. Accurate throw to Kant on the out route. And Kant shows some strength. Chomps his knees and feet right through the tackle. Picks up some good yards after the catch. Coach, the owner will have a first down. Coach Ferraro giving the last-minute signals and direction to his freshman quarterback after making a good throw and catch by Kantz to get the big first down for the Seals. First down and 10 at the Jersey Shore 30-yard line. Shock takes it, hands it off to Schoen. Schoen tries to cut back. O'Connor, the linebacker for the Dogs, right there. He falls down at the 30-yard line, loss about one. It'll be a second down and long for the Seals. And Nate Schoen's got great feet. He's very light on his feet for a big man. Makes a 
a lot of lateral movement, moves well. But that's going to be held back a little bit tonight with these field conditions. I don't care how long your cleats are. You're going to have to be a little less dance and a lot more straightforward. It's going to be a keeper designed by Shuck. Bounces off the tackle, but then be taken down O'Connor and also Seacrest on the stop for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. After the short pickup, it'll be a third down and looking at about nine and a half for the Seals to try to pick up a first down. I like that play call for multiple reasons. One, it keeps the defense honest. They got to watch for the quarterback running. Two, it sets up a third and eight, which is a manageable route here for the Seals Grove offense. Kant and Nyland split to the left. No score here in the first quarter. Heavy pressure. Shock takes off and runs with it. Makes the move at the 20. Still going to the 15. And he's going to get down to the 13-yard line. Danny Shock, freshman quarterback, picks up good yardage. And another Steelers Grove first down. And it was a broken play. So it was all an athlete there. And Danny Shock making the moves and decision necessary. And I like the little Heisman stiff arm that he gets there to pick up a few more yards at the end of that play. So first down for the Seals. They have it at the Jersey Shore 15-yard line, about the 14-yard line. No score here in the first quarter. Shot gives it to Schoen. Bounces off a tackle. 10-yard line. Bull his way to the 5. Close to the goal line. Not in, though, according to the officials. But down at the 1-yard line is there a call? We're celebrating. It's a touchdown for the Steelers Grove Seals. Well, Sean, here it is. Mama, there goes that man, Nate Schoen, showing he has got big boy muscles and he kicks himself into the end zone in a in bully fashion there seals grove seals coming out and getting the first score of the game so sending out reinhardt will do the snapping holding will be brett for kicking will be rule how will the field conditions play a factor in this as brett for will put it down with Rule trying to kick through the extra point to put Seals Grove up 7-0. Good snap, good hold, plenty of distance up, and it's good. So the Seals Grove Seals do take advantage of great field position on their second drive. They take it down and score and get the early lead. They did 7-0 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with 6.29 to go here in the first quarter. Pat, get out your notebook. How many times has Seals Grove scored in the first quarter this year? How many times? I know they didn't score in the first quarter against Jersey Shore in week two. Central Mountain, they got 13 points against Central Mountain in the first quarter. That's been the most they've gotten in the first quarter all season long. Other than that, they've been pretty much shut out in the first quarter of the other 10 games. So that's a huge score and taking advantage of great field position to take that lead. Danny Schock, the freshman quarterback, big part of that with the throw to Kans to pick up the first down and then the design keeper and then the broken play. I'll tell you what, I like the play calling right now. Good mix, running and throwing, not necessarily going deep. We did open up with two big uh, deep post routes, completed one of them, but we've hit a couple short things, and we've also run the ball on us a couple times. So right now, Jersey Shore guessing what Seals Grove's going to do offensively. So Rule will kick this one away. Seals Grove leading 7-0 with 6.29 to go. Return man at the 15. Makes a move, and it hit by Metzger as he crossed the 25-yard line. And that's where Jersey Shore will take over on the return that time was Maliki, and he got hit hard. But he does give Jersey Shore decent field position outside of the 25, about the 27-yard line. That scoring play for Seals Grove comes after a seven-play drive covering 46 yards. Touchdown shown for 14 yards out. Seals Grove leads 7-0. That's the Seals Grove forward. 
Drive summary. Oscar Macharo also in on that play. I love what I see out of him on special teams. He's going to be a future star for the SEAL defense. Peacock gets the goes in motion, but the deep man Toom gets the call, and he's going to be slammed to the turf. Was that Micaiah Showers in on the stop? Joe it was Con. Joe Kahn came yeah. through the senior linebacker and made it a no-doubter. Hey, I, I'm telling you, we haven't seen this Dillons Grove uh, energy. Uh, this is top-notch top right now. They are flying to the ball, playing downhill, not just on defense but on offense. These Seals came here to play, and they're doing so so far in this first quarter. So it's a second down and 12. Some jumpy going up front. Got some movement. Looks like it's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals. So that'll walk that off and kind of wipe away the big play by Khan on the loss on that and put the ball back in front of the change for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They trail 7-0 to the Seals with 5.49 to go here in the first quarter. That's okay. I love the energy. That was that was jumping off sides because they're pumped. They're ready to fly. Lorsen going to drop back. Looking to the right for Peacock. Peacock, beautifully timed pass. Peacock makes a catch, slams his turf by Nyland. It will be enough for a Jersey Shore first down as he crosses the 40-yard line uh, all the way out to the 44-yard line for the Bulldogs. Well-executed play there for the Bulldogs. They just do a simple out. The timing route, the ball got there as the receiver came out of his break. It was enough for the first down. Gives it a deep man, Toom. He's got room off the right side. Runs over the safety, Hoover, still going and he's get in Seals Grove territory all the way to the 43-yard line, Ryan. That boy was running awful hard, and it was Hoover, the safety, who uh, got the front of it. That, that's senior versus freshman right there, and Teague's not a big freshman, but he just got ran over there. But he popped right back up. Tough kid. Toom gets the call again. Toom not going to get anything that time. Blaze Ziders, one of the featured seniors we talked about all season long, what a season he's had. Comes in tonight with 65, excuse me, 62 tackles, 14 tackles for loss. He comes up with a big play there. Lost on the play, or excuse me, after a short pickup, it will be a second down and long. Lorson under center. It's going to give it to Seacrest. Trying to take it on the inside handoff. Shakes Con, and it's going to be hit off. Ball comes loose right in the hands of Swiper off the right sideline. One man to beat. He's going to be upended. Out. Side of the 30-yard line, about the 33-yard line, and that was Nate Schoen able to rip it away. I tell you what, too, there was a block in the back there. It looked like Siders, either Siders or, or, or Con there, was in position, got shoved in the back right to the ground, but it didn't matter because Schoen came over and just ripped the ball out of the hand, right, bounced perfectly into Swineford's hand, and it was a, a, a heel tackle, just enough of the heel to trip him up. But man, 17th fumble recovery of the season for the Seals Grove Seals. And this is a big one. Getting it back into Jersey Shore territory at the 35-yard line. Shot in a shotgun formation. Going to look to pass. Got some time. Look it over the middle, over the head of Nyland. Nyland had a good break on his defender. Maliki, unable to make the connection, falls incomplete. Second down at 10, but Ryan, it was there. Yeah, it was just a little too high. If that could have stayed lower, Nyland wouldn't have had to left his feet. He's not a big target, so, you know, you got to be extra accurate with him. But the ball's just a little too high for Nyland to go up and get. Seals Grove leading 7-0 with 4.42 to go here in the first quarter. Handoff goes to Khan nowhere. He's got to be hit in the backfield. Loss on the play. Toom back there. Also, O'Connor in on the play, and also David Toom, the second 
Toom in the backfield. Loss on the play. A little mix-up on the handoff all the way back to the 40-yard line. Well, right, a guy came flying through. It didn't get touched. I mean, this, this line has to locate everybody and see everything. They were showing blitz, but that, there was a face mask there. I mean, Joe Kahn was tackled by his helmet. So third down and long. Shot drops back. It's going to be hit and just slammed to the turf. Throws it for Khan and it's going to be incomplete. So he was able to sh- save some yardage there as he did throw it away did shock he threw it in the direction of Khan. falls incomplete and it's going to be a punting situation but shock took a big hit at jersey shore sending extra guys there two of them not picked up and one of them gets right to danny shock and as danny's flying through the air somehow he threw the ball in the area of the tight end so it'll be a punting situation for metzger Finds a crease, and then he's going to be tackled there. Is that Bacharo coming up, making the stop once again? Ryan, you spoke about how he's been a big special teams player. You know what I think back to? Paul Oyster. Paul Oyster back in the day was great special teams player, developed into an all-everything uh, type linebacker for the Seals, Grove Seals, and part of the great run for the Seals. We see it all the time, Pat. We see it all. This is a stage for some of these younger guys to make themselves known. I'm telling you right now, Oscar Bacharo, remember that, 81 will be a big part of this defense in years to come. Lorson turns, gives it to Toom off the right. Nate Schoen gets him, takes him to the turf. Helped out by defenders for the Seals, but a lot of that was about what Nate Schoen did in getting to that, able to get to the runner. Also, Ryan Allman got over there to be involved in the play and Bastion, but a lot of that was what Nate Schoen did to get rid of a would-be blocker to make the stop on there. Short pickup, second down in about nine. 327 to go in the first quarter. Seals Grove leading 7-0. Lorch is going to take off and run, but Schaefer's going to get to him right at the 30-yard line. Maybe back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's it. Rob, you talked about the energy here tonight in this defense. Boy, they are showing, even on the grass field and the tight footing, they are all over the place and playing a great great first quarter here for the Seals. Yeah, and, and already 13 guys have recorded a tackle for the Seals. So, I mean, they're gang tackling. Guys are just getting to the ball. 2.57 to go in the first quarter. Seals Grove leading 7-0. Nate Schoen standing up this time. Lorson rolling to the right under heavy pressure. Spins out of a tackle. That's Everett Thomas first back there, but he's going to be finished off. Coming up is that Nate Schoen once again, but it was Everett Thomas the first one in there on Lorson. He had nowhere to go, and it's a big loss on the play and a punting situation for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Yeah, I guess you're going to give that sack to Schoen and Everett Thomas there because both guys got there. Neither one of them really got him to the ground. The, the whistle was blown, but, man, a bunch of Seals and Seals in to make, uh, give a hit there on the quarterback. Peacock waiting for the snap here, gets it away. It's a good end of an over-end kick. Be taken by Joe Kahn off the ground. He bobbles it just a bit but falls on top of it. So Seals Grove, again, has good field position, this time in their own territory at the 41-yard line. But, again, good field position for the Seals. They lead at this point 7-0 with 2-10 to go here in the first quarter. Very risky by the senior Joe Kahn there. <laughs> very, very risky. But uh, he, he does probably save a good five yards there by able to, being able to scoop that up. But, boy, that was close to a turnover. Wide receivers to each side. Got a Swiper to the left. Fullback Ryan Almond in front of Nate Schoen. Nate Schoen gets the call. Straight behind Almond. Runs away from a tackle. Gets the midfield. Short of a first down after the nine-yard pickup. As it was O'Connor who's a leading 
tackler for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in on the stop there. And, and Ryan Ahmet runs out in front. He's going for the safety. They're banking on Nate Schoen breaking that tackle. He almost did. If he does, that's a touchdown because Ryan Ahmet's got the safety. So second down and short. Chuck turns, gives it to Khan. First down into Jersey Shore territory. O'Connor in on the stop again, but it's enough for a first down for the Seals in the Jersey Shore territory. Seals Grove leads at this point 7-0 late here in the first quarter, just 1.37 to go. When they set the chains, the clock will run. If they ever get them set. (laughs) (laughs) Even the chain guy got to watch their footing here on the near side. Clock is running. Shock under center, eye formation behind him. Turn, pitches it to Khan. Tries to get under a tackle, does, but then met by orange shirts. It was Toom who he ran away from, but Springman, number 72, helped finish off Khan. It's going to be another loss on the play to the 49-yard line. It'll be second down and 12 for the Seals. Well, they tried to go with the toss there. The defense could see the running back clearly. And while the ball's in the air, this Jersey Shore team shows they've got some speed. That, that ball took too long to get there in the toss. Jersey Shore all over it. Big tackle for a loss. Now they got that second and 12. High formation again on for shock turns gives it to Khan second level dragging the defender just short of the 45 at the 44 so he's able to pick up about almost four yards so it's gonna make it a third down and long we'll call it a third down at about eight under 35 seconds ago in the first quarter the seals leading seven nothing now here you go a third and manageable again for the seals they've had they've had the post route open many times tonight and you got nyland or cancer the far right and we got Swineford near us on the left. High formation behind Shock under some pressure. Now he's got time. Gets rid of it. It's going to be a flag on the play right in the middle of the commotion. Is that a flag? Yes, there is. So we'll have to see what the call is there. Ryan, we're always looking for Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. Nyland has an interception to his credit here. That was the first offensive play for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That's a candidate for the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. But also Nate Schoen's 14-yard touchdown run where he ran over guys, also a candidate for the Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And Nate Schoen's forced fumble, which set up his Nate Schoen touchdown. <laughs> you got a bunch of them here in the first quarter. Funny situation for the Seals on this fourth down and eight, 12 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Wait for Metzger to punt this one away. Does get it away. Good high kick. Peacock runs underneath up. Nope, going to let it bounce. Great roll as Nyland's going to run all the way down and try to get it at the one-yard line, and he's going to. He's going to have it spotted down at the one-yard line with .3 seconds to go here in the first quarter, so special teams gets a part of it. .3. (laughs) In basketball, you can't even get a shot off. Seals Grove leading 7-0 with just under a second to play here in the first quarter. The lone touchdown coming on the Nate Schoen 14-yard touchdown run. We'll see what the Bulldogs do here as they have it inside of their own one-yard line, trailing 7-0 with only .3 to go here in the first quarter. Maul playing the defensive tackle position. Don't jump, and they do. Nate Schoen again there. Trying to get the jump, tasting a safety, but his second false start there from the defensive end position. And that's going to cost the Seals, and it's going to move the ball out to almost the six-yard line there and give Jersey Shore some breathing room. And a first and five as opposed to first and ten inside your own one. Lordson under center, eye formation behind him. Turns, gives it to the fullback. 
trying to break tackles up front, does. What strength from that the runner that time for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs dragging multiple Seals Grove defenders. But with that play, that's going to end the first quarter. The Seals Grove Seals leading 7-0 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford. And this is Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94 KX. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. 94.1. All my favorite music. WQKX. We get ready to move into the second quarter. Seals Grove leading the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 7-0. Taking a look at the first quarter numbers given to me by our stat man, Zach Shower. Seals Grove 65 yards. Jersey Shore 34 yards. Two turnovers. Danny Shock 3 for 7 for 36 yards. Nate Schoen 3 carries, 21 yards and a touchdown. Two for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Five carries, just 17 yards as we get ready to move in to the second quarter. Hey, remember, check out our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. All Seals Grove all the time. You see pictures from days gone by, get you built up for this week's opponent. That's all part of our Facebook page. Go to it, like it, and check out all Seals all the time on our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. Lorson turns, gives it to the deep man. Tomb. He's got his biggest play of the game. Up the right hash. Still going to be chased by Micaiah Showers. And he's going to be tackled. He did fumble it, but he's going to be ruled down on the play as he's able to take it beyond the 35-yard line all the way up to the 39-yard line. So remember, this possession started inside the one-yard line, and Jersey Shore not going away has carried it all the way out to the 39-yard line. Now they did a good job. Their offensive line created a hole. Toombs able to get into the second tier and break a tackle off of Teague Hoover. I believe you're right. Makaya Showers comes in as Teague slows down the running back and is able to catch him from behind and bring him down. Ryan, we know we have a lot of listeners checking out this game on 94KX tonight. Katya and Francesca listening. The Katya is the mother of number 66 for the Seals Grow Seals back and listening to us here on 94KX. We appreciate it. Lorson gets the call. Runs the midfield, hit by Teague Hoover. Joe Kahn. Joe Kahn came up and made the hit, but Lorson showed his strength, is able to pick up a first down in the Seals Grove territory at the 49-yard line. That was a big hit. Both guys running full speed at each other, and they just collided. They're going to mark it right at midfield. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Lorson in his shotgun. Toom in the backfield with him. Now they're going to have to call timeout to chit-chat. You give our first chance to throw it back to Sean and give some updated scores on other playoff action going on 
around the valley. Sean, please uh, take it away. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. On our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard, currently live on 100.9, the Valley in the District 4 AAA semifinals. Lewisburg and Montoursville are tied 7-7. Max Moyers with a 60-yard touchdown run. Shane Kozik with two touchdown receptions for Danville as they lead Shemokin 14-0 in the first in the other AAA semifinal. In the AA semifinals tonight, Southern Columbia cruising 20-0 over Troy in the first quarter. Earlier today, Mount Carmel defeated North Penn Mansfield 34-14. And in the single-A championship this afternoon at Canton, Muncie defeating Canton by a score of 9-7. Scores updated all night long at WQKX.com on our scoreboard page. Back to Pat and Ryan, guys. Following the timeout, Toom gets the call into Seals Grove territory. Ziders in on the stop initially in there. Schaefer helped finish him off after the pickup about three. It'll be a second down and seven. We're in the second quarter here in the District 4 Quad A championship game between the Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with Seals Grove leading this one 7 nothing. Shotgun formation for Lorson. Two wide receivers split to the left. Snap. Lorson wasn't ready, but he got the ball off his knee. Flag on the play as Lorsey carries it inside the 45-yard line. But the officials are going to have to get, get together and chit-chat about this one. Kind of a strange-looking play there. We'll give you a chance to let you know. Bucknell's playing tonight, the first home opener at Soika Pavilion. They're hosting Fairfield. Doug Birchsong has the call on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. We're on 94KX, giving you our special coverage, all part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family. Seals Grove got the first and only touchdown of the night. 14-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen. And it was a big man run by Nate Schoen, running over defenders to take it into the end zone. And that's all the scoring at this point with 10.25 to go here in the first half. Got another timeout going to be taken by Tom Gravish by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as they continue to chit-chat. Brian, to get a chance to kind of break down what we've seen so far. And one thing you put your hat on is energy. Yeah, I mean, Seals Grove came out, and they were absolutely the aggressor. They, 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 looked like they were playing and running downhill, and now Jersey Shore has picked it up a little bit. Now we're getting a little more evened off here in the blows and, and the level of intensity. Now what's crucial here is Gravich has used two timeouts in this drive, so he knows this is a crucial point in the game. He's at midfield, down 7-0 in the second quarter. But, boy, I tell you, if Seals Grove can get a hold here, and have two timeouts completely wasted here in, in the first half. That would be excellent right now. And, and, and in some way, you know, uh, demoralizing to this Jersey Shore offense here in the first half of this game. So I mentioned 479 into the game. Michael Mall playing the defensive tackle position. He's also on the front line with Ziders and Schoen. Mangoes and Mesh to Secrets. They're going to go with reverse to Peacock. He's trying to get to the outside, and he's going to be tackled by Joe Kahn who pumps his fist into the turf after making a huge play for the Seals Grove defense. And huge doesn't even describe that play. In that much of an open field uh, against a very good running back, Joe Kahn able to get that tackle for a loss. It's such a big stage. And when you look at the defensive stats, there's a whole bunch of guys with two and three uh, tackles. But Joe Kahn already with eight, two tackles for a loss. He is having a big game in the district title. Nine-yard loss on the play there. Connor Larson throws it out for Peacock, not able to make the connection, and that's going to bring up a fourth down. And You mentioned it. Use two timeouts in that possession. You go with the reverse. It comes up with nothing because the senior linebacker, Joe Kahn, 
and now you have an opportunity to get the ball back, already leading 7-0. And this is uncharacteristic of Jersey Shore, and I'm very surprised by their coach because they came out and played desperate from the first play. They went with a trickery in the first play, the halfback toss pass interception. Then they go for the reverse and take a big loss there on that, on that drive. Peacock kicks this one away after catching the ball off the turf. The short punt's going to give Seals Grove great field position after the bounce in their favor. Close to the 40-yard line. Let's see where they're going to mark it. Officials wandering all over the field here. I don't have one official. It seems like they're spotted on the far side about the 38-yard line, 39 yards. Seals Grove, great field position once again. But one thing I think about, they've had great field position. They only have seven points. We need a little more offense with such great field position for the Seals. Yeah, and you, you got to make something happen. We've had some drop passes in uh, uh, some of these drives. So got to catch the ball uh, when it hits you in the hands. They start at their own 39-yard line. Shock under center. Pitches it to Schoen. Hitting the backfield. Shakes off that guy. Defender there, but then met by four orange jerseys, and he's going to be stopped for a loss of maybe one, possibly two. So Seals Grove starts behind the chain. Second down, we're called 11. And, and second toss play of the game, and the exact same result. Contact in the backfield, and it runs for a loss. So, you know, I just think Jersey Shore plays... Too big. Five guys down. They stretch out the line of scrimmage. They're aggressive. They get in the backfield. I don't think that play is going to work, especially if there's any air under the toss. It's going to have to be quick and direct. Shotgun formation for Shock. Drops back. Look at a quick throw. Out. Caught by Swineford. Making a catch. Spun out of bounds at the 45-yard line. So he's going to be able to pick up seven on the catch that time by Swineford as he gets tackled in the front of the Jersey Shore bench. The market at the 45, so it's going to be a second down and four for the Seals. Right now it says first and four. Second down, about four. Shotgun formation for Shock. Drops back. He's got some time. Look at on the slant. Ball's knocked to the turf. Going to be knocked to the turf by number 43 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and that's Peacock. That's Carter Peacock. It's going to be now a third down and four. No, it should be. I was wondering that the, the guy here had a third down marker up, and the scoreboard had first down. But on first down, we ran the ball. We lost for Schoen. And then on second down, we picked up a few. So that play was actually third down there. Okay. So they got it right. It is a fourth down. I knew something was wrong there. You got The guy with the chains here didn't have the right marker, and the scoreboard didn't have it right either. So a punny situation for the Seals. Good snap by Cam Fogarty. Gets it to Metzger. Gets it away. Away from the return man. Is it going to bounce about the 25-yard line? Inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. So that's where Jersey Shore will take over. First down and 10. Seals Grove leading 7-0 with 8.34 to go. And just had my daughter check in. She had an indoor soccer game, Ryan. Nice. And they put, up more, they put in more points than Seals Grove has so far. Wow. 13-0 soccer game win indoor nice job Murphy that's 13 more points than Jersey Shore has that's pretty good (laughs) good job deal wave with the indoor win at sports zone in Nori 834 to go here in the first half Seals Grove winning seven nothing broken eye behind Lorison gonna pitch it to this is the Malecki he's gonna run be hit by Nyland or is that Bastion gonna come up that's Bastion in on the stop. Kind of a crazy stop there, but there's a flag on the play, and the officials are chit-chatting on the far side. Flags are minimal here in most of that first quarter, but they're starting to pick up here in the second quarter. We this one's about. against Jersey Shore, so we're okay with it. It doesn't matter that way. 
Sunday night football is on WKOK as the Cowboys visit Philly at 7.30. Monday night football has the Giants at San Francisco beginning at 7.30. And see the full NFL broadcast schedule online at WKOK.com. So to put the ball at the 19-yard line. 8.23 to go here in the first half with Seals Grove leading 7-0. Lorson's going to look to throw. It's got some time. Gets rid of it. It's got a man. Peacock, the leading receiver, knocked out of bounds. Just short of the 30-yard line, about the 29-yard line. Peacock came in as the lead receiver with 37 catches, 571 yards and seven touchdowns. He makes a catch there. And Nyland all over it, though, minimizing the gain, gets the tackle. Nyland two tackles on the night and that interception to open up the game. Ryan Allman on the blitz. Quick handoff that time. They're going to mark him outside of the 30-yard line to the 31-yard line. Micaiah Showers. In on the stop there, along with Ziders. Short pickup that's going to be a big third down play here with 7.57 to go in the first half. Seals Grove leading 7 nothing. Wide receiver goes far left. Peacock goes in motion from right to left. Lortzen under center. Takes the snap, gives it to Maliki. Trying to go up under defender. Not going to be able to. Big hit right there at the... 32-yard line. Micaiah Showers, that was a big-time hit. He bust right through there, shed a blocker, and stuck the man in his tracks. That's a big-time hit. And short of a first down. A one situation. yard away. I mean, that kid had some steam going, and Micaiah Showers stopped him right in his tracks. That was a big-time hit from the linebacker Showers. And you're looking for Smoking him, Hell Center backbreaker plays of the game. Boy, that's a big hit by Micaiah Showers. Fortunate punny situation here. For the Bulldogs. Good snap to Peacock. Gets it away. Short kick off the side of his foot. Todd catches it in stride. Into Georgia short territory at the 30. Makes the cut at the 25. 20. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Seals go Seals. What a heads up play. That was a horrible punt. And Con just runs up to it and catches it in stride. And he's heading the other direction before Jersey Shore can even recognize it. Good block out in front by Schaefer to get the one guy that might be in the way. And the senior, Joe Kahn, on the biggest stage of his senior year, coming up with a special teams punt return touchdown. They'll tap the extra point here for the Seals Grove Seals after the intercept or the punt return by Joe Kahn. Holds good, snaps good, kick is up, did it sail through, and it did. Well, Sean, with 6.53 to go here, Seals Grove leading 14-0 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Updates on other games going on around the Valley. All right, guys, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard, currently on 100.9 The Valley in the second quarter in the AAA semifinals. It is... Montoursville up 14-7 over Lewisburg in the other AAA semifinal. Now in the second quarter, Danville shutting out Shemokin 14-0. In AA semifinals tonight, Southern Columbia leading Troy early second quarter 20-0. In the other semifinal this afternoon in AA, Mount Carmel defeated North Penn Mansfield 34-14. Muncie winning their second district crown in three years in single A 9-7 this afternoon at Canton. Winner of tonight's Seawins Grove Jersey Shore game will take on Potts Grove next week. Last night they defeated Pottstown in in District 1 Quad A by a score of 40 to 6. Scores updated all night long at WQKX.com. Seals up 14-7. Back to shore. Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean. Back here at Thompson Street Stadium.
Stadium. The Seattle's Grove crowd and band here on the near side. It's celebrating the Joe Kahn 53-yard punt return. Rule kicks us it away. Return man Maliki up the right sideline. Macharo in on the stop for the Seals Grove Seals. But Jersey Shore's got good field position as they look up the scoreboard and see the Seals trailing 14-0 with 6.48 to go here in the first half. And correction for people listening at home, scores 14-0, not 14-7. So Did it, I say 14-7? No, no, no. Sean oh. did there as we come back in. Just want to make sure if you're just tuning in, Seals Group is up 14 to nothing. Macharo with his third tackle. He's fourth of the teams in tackle right now in this game, and they're all on special teams. Larson drops back, two-step drop. Quick out this time. Catch is made at the 40. First down pickup for the Bulldogs. Swineford knocks the receiver out of bounds, but making the catch that time for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, number 32, Brett Guthrie, the junior, and that's a big first down for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Well, and Swineford lost his footing there, so he got up pretty quick and did a good job of just containing there and uh, gets the tackle, so that could have been pretty bad, but Swineford quick to his feet, contained it, and got the tackle. Lorson's going to roll to his right this time. Shown chased him, gets rid of it, and he finds a man at the Sealands Grove 49-yard line. So that's going to be a pickup of five. Second down and five for the Bulldogs, trailing 14-0 to the Sealands Grove Seals. And the pressure was there. Nate Schoen just coming down on the quarterback, but he's able to deliver a strike, and they pick up some yards. Lorson going to give it to Toom this time. Takes the defender, going up the right side. It's going to take it for a first down, short of the 40 in Seals Grove territory at the 30, excuse me, 41-yard line. So it's going to be a first down and 10 for the Bulldogs as they're trying to answer the back-to-back touchdowns by the Seals. At this point, they trail 14-0 to the Seals Grove Seals. And the Bulldogs are definitely hurrying up their offense now. Broken eye behind Lorson, two-step drop, going to get rid of it. Throws it over Guthrie that time, and Swiper fell again as a defensive back defending Guthrie. And he's grabbing at his hip a little bit there as he slipped that time. I wonder if he stretched or strained something. So they're going to bring Danny Shock in for Swineford as he slipped there second time in in three plays that he fell trying to come out of his his back pedal. So second down and 10 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. 5.49 to go in the first half with Seals Grove leading 14-0. High formation behind Lorson. Deep man gets the call. That's Toom. He comes with a head of steam inside of the 40, down to about the 38-yard line. Well short of a first down. It'll be a third down and eight for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and probably four down territory. Ryan Amit, first guy to the ball there. There's a big collision again. Jersey Shore runs so hard. So when the running back and linebackers are meeting, we got an explosion. Two-step drop by Lorson. Looking on the slant. He's got his man making the catch at the 25-yard line. So it'll be a first down pickup for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That's Westland, the junior, came in with 22 catches and a touchdown, makes a big catch for sure. First down for the Seals Grove, or excuse me, for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Danny Shock in on the tackle. Lorson going to give it to Toom, trying to bounce it to the outside. Met by Bastion, and he'll go down after the short pickup of just a couple, Ryanie. Second touchdown by Seals Grove Seals on that 53-yard punt return by Joe Kahn. The extra point good. Seals Grove leading 14-0. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. A big second down here. It's second down and eight. If you can get them for a minimal gain or even a loss here and force a third and long would be excellent. Lorson gets rid of it. Got the man. Makes the catch. 
going to be short of the 15-yard line, about the 17-yard line. Westland makes the catch again, so he's becoming a main target of Lorson here with 4.35 to go here in the first half. Well, Coach uh, Hicks has all three timeouts. Sure, you're sure, speeding things up. Six-yard reception. This goes to Toom. He bounces off two tackles and finally finished off. There's a scramble for the ball. Have not heard a whistle yet. And they're going to say Jersey Shore has the ball after the first down pickup by their junior Toom on the carry that time. Joe Kahn in Senior, on the tackle. Senior, excuse me. Joe Kahn in on the tackle. He's got 11 tackles in the first half alone. Four-yard pickup that time for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Some jumping up front, but no movement. Lorson, broken play. He'll go down quickly. Is that Ryan Almy coming through? Yes, it is. And he makes the stop on that design blitz. Good timing. Broken play by Jersey Shore. And Ryan Almond's finished it off. Lost on the play. Ryan Almond's fourth tackle of the night happens to be a sack. And what a moment for that to happen. Jersey Shore's been speeding things up. No huddle offense. And it was working. It was catching Seals go off guard, not getting them set. And uh, But that time, Ryan Almond fires through, getting a big tackle for a loss. Forcing second down and 10 from the 13-12 yard line. Under centers, Lorison. Blitz coming. Now we're going to have some jumping. Ryan Allman looked like he jumped on that one. Looks like that's who it's going to go against. Ryan Allman came into the game with seven tackles for loss. Had a big play there, but Seals Grove's going to jump. It's going to be a five-yard walk-off. Well, and, and I'm wrong right now. It's not. It's not. It wasn't second and ten. It was actually second and goal from the twelve. I don't think we're, they we're learning. We can't watch yes, the uh, scoreboard. Can't watch the scoreboard. We're going to have to do it ourselves. Goal to go from the seven after the penalty for the Bulldogs. Drop it back as Lorson. Looking, looking. He's got some time. Gets rid of it. Had a man in the back of the end zone, Westland, but it falls incomplete. And it was Swineford on the coverage. But it's going to bring up a third down goal to go for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs from the seven-yard line. Uh, Swineford dove to try and knock that ball down, and it just went outside of his hand. And did hit the Jersey Shore receiver, but it was low. Would have been a very tough catch. And Seals Grove uh, able to keep them from getting their first touchdown of the game. Need a big stop here on third down and goal from the seven. Schaefer splits to the right to slot. He had the lone touchdown for Jersey Shore in week two. Shotgun formation for Lorson. Third down, goal to go. Westland's going to go in motion, and there's going to be a false start. And that's going to go against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And that's going to walk them off five yards. Uh, just crucial penalties by both teams here in the red zone here. As we're coming down to three minutes in the in the first uh, first half, second quarter. A couple penalties by both teams just moving the ball back and forth. So now Jersey Shore third and goal from the 12-yard line. Now field goal. Griffin is the kicker for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Six for nine on the season, a long of 44, so he has plenty of leg that they need to go with a field goal. But right now they're in a third down goal to go from the 12 are the Bulldogs. Wide receivers to each side. Lorson drops back, plenty of time. Looking deep to the left. He's got a man right at the goal line. We're going to be knocked out of bounds by Swineford. Make the catch with Seacrest, but he's going to be about the two-yard line. So it's going to be... A fourth down goal to go from the two, and Jersey Shore's going to quickly get up to the line of scrimmage. Three, three timeouts right now. We can take a timeout here. If their kicks wants a timeout, but there there will be a timeout taken here, and it's going to be taken by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Give it a chance to kind of reset things here. Seals Grove leading 14-0. Fourth down goal to go from, we're saying about the two-yard line. 
again, this, the clock not helping us out here because they still have it from the 12. But from our angle here, it looks like about the two-yard line. So we talk about big-time plays that are deemed candidates for the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Boy, this would be a huge play if the Jersey Shore Bulldogs come up empty. Well, and Jersey Shore, out of their last time out, they came up with the trick play. They went with the reverse and took a huge loss as Joe Kahn was able to get in the backfield and make the, the shoestring tackle. But here you go. You need two yards. I, I think everyone here is going to assume this is going to be head-to-head. You're just going to see if you can go straight forward and pick up two yards, and that defense is going to see if they can't knock you back. So huge play here in this game, in the district title game. Seals groups up 14 nothing. But Jersey Shore, two yards out. You can't jump. And Seals Grove has jumped twice that. You cannot jump here. You don't want to give them a yard and put them even closer. So Lorison comes off the sideline with his teammates. Goal to go. Two wide receivers to the right. Guthrie to the left. Swineford on him. Lorison rolling to his right. Looking. It's going to probably take off with it. Right at the goal line. Hit by multiple guys. But they're going to say he's in for the touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Well, I'd like to see the replay on that. He must have reached out. I couldn't quite see it from here, but he must have reached out and just got the tip of the football over the goal line because he got met at the two-yard line there. Wow, that was that was a very, very, very close play. And Tanner Lorson adds a third touchdown to his season as Griffin will tap the extra point here. Plenty of distance as the kids scramble for it. Way beyond the uprights. It's good. Cutting this lead in half. Seals Grove now leading 14-7 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as Jersey Shore answers in a big way to get their first touchdown of the night. Uh, I'll tell you right now, if that's the way Jersey Shore is going to score tonight, it's going to be a tough night for them because that took everything they had to get the ball down the field and punch it in the end zone, and they did it by the tip of the football on fourth and goal from the two-yard line. So, you know, you don't want to see them score, but the defense did a good job. They forced Jersey Shore to nickel-dime that whole drive, and and that's a tough way to play football. That's tough on an offense. That puts them in a position where they got to make zero mistakes when you're picking up four or five yards at a time on plays. But Seals Grove here, two minutes, 24 seconds, all three timeouts. The clock stops on first downs and obviously going out of bounds. They've got plenty of time to put a drive together and answer here going into the half and remember seals group gets the ball to start the second half great point that way jersey shore finished off a 13 play drive covering 66 yards taking four minutes and 24 seconds with a two-yard run by lorson the extra point good 14 to 7 lead for the seals with 224 to go here in the first half that's the seals grow forward drive summary as griffin will kick this one away Good leg, forcing Nyland back to his seven. Nyland running up the right side, trying to bounce to the outside. Guthrie's going to get to him and take him to the turf, short of the 25-yard line. Seals Grove will take over, probably their worst possession start on the night for the Seals Grove Seals. They are going to say he got to the 24-yard line. It'll be a first down and 10 for the Seals. That last drive for Jersey Shore basically milked six minutes off the clock, too. So Seals Group getting the ball for the first time since basically the eight-and-a-half-minute mark. 2.18 to go here in the first half. Shock in his shotgun. Quick tosses out to Nyland. Makes a man miss. 
Or is that Kantz trying to check the number on that? Nope, that's Nyland making the catch. And Sealsgrove's going to go into a two-minute offense quickly up to the line of scrimmage. That was only about two-yard pickup there. Second down and eight for the Seals. Under two minutes to go here in the first half. It's going to be a flag on the play. Coach on the far side screaming for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. See what the call is here and why they chit-chatted about it. Let you know that it's an NFC East showdown as the Cowboys visit the link to meet the Eagles Sunday night. Merle Reese, Mike Quick have the call beginning at 7 with the kickoff at 8.20 on Eagle 107. False start on the Seals. They don't do a whole lot of hurry-up offense. Dropping back his shock under some pressure. Gets rid of it. It's got a man. Makes the catch. Nyland tiptoes out of bounds. So able to save clock short of a first down. So it's going to be a third down play here for the Seals. About a third and medium. 145 to go here in the first half. Mark it about the 28-yard line. Shock in the shotgun formation. Drops back. He's got some time. Looking deep down the left or over the middle, actually. Looking for Kantz, well over or Nyland, well over his head. Falls incomplete. And now it's going to be a punting situation. Ryan, 141 now to go on the first half clock. But Jersey Shore left with no timeouts here for the remainder of the half. Oh, uh, Nyland was open. The post route was there. It was just high and behind. Just got to lead him a little more out in front, keep it a little lower. And that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown right there. Nyland's going to put the afterburners on. But the pass just not accurate there. Good snap by Fogarty to Metzger. Gets it away. It's a high short kick. Not going to be able to be fielded. It's going to take a good roll for Seals Grove to let it roll and finally be spotted down by Christian Kantz inside of the 40-yard line. Looked like a market about the 38-yard line. So reset here. 131 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 14-7. Jersey Shore scored on their last possession to cut the lead in half. But also, Jersey Shore has no timeouts left. Clock does stop. They pick up first downs, gets out of bounds, or an incomplete penalties. So a lot of time left in the first half clock for these Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Lorson in the shotgun formation, twins to each side. It's going to look here off to the left. Gets it to Guthrie. Beautiful stop. Micaiah showers one-on-one textbook. Right at the 39-yard line after a yard pickup. You can't say any better than that, Pat. I mean, it is. It's open field. He comes in, wraps up, and secures. That that was a very tough tackle in the open field, and he made it. And makes the clock continue to run. Lorson dropping back, looking. Plenty of time. Now he's going to take off and run. He's going to make a move on Amit, pick up the first down in the Seals Grove territory. We'll get it to the 46-yard line. The clock is going to stop till they reset the chains at one minute to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 14-7. Lorson getting Westland to the left side. Lorson gets the call, rolling out to his right, looking. He's got plenty of time. Gets rid of it to the sideline, unable to make the connection. And there's a late flag going to be thrown in. Maybe an ineligible receiver downfield. I'm not quite sure. Where the area is thrown, nothing was even going on. Yep, that's yep. what it's going to be. But he pointed the wrong way. He pointed toward. There we go. That way. Yeah. <laughs> Legal man downfield by the defense. That'll make a lot of sense. That's a new rule. But that's going to be a penalty against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. You were right on the money with Lorson rolled to his right and held on, held on it. And that's when you get the linemen who go down too far. And exactly the call. Uh, that, I, I just he threw it in an open area where there's just nothing going on. So beautiful call. Thank you. That was luck. 
49-yard line back in Jersey Shore territory with twins to each side. Westland, who's been the main target, and Guthrie are here to the left. That's where Lorson is looking. Going to throw it to Guthrie. Makes a catch in midfield. It's slammed to the turf by Makai Showers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say is wow. Makaya Showers just, that might be illegal. That was that was a big-time hit, and, and he's just flying to it. I mean, he can miss on that. I mean, he, he just and comes in. And that's on the turf with not good footing oh. and all that. He did a great job. Clock continues to run under 25 to go here in the first half. Lorson drops back, gets rid of it, and they're going to go with the, that's a fumble. Picked up and going back the other way. No, you got to be no, kidding me. No, that's no. a hook and ladder. No, no. way. Horrible. Oh, what a blown call there by the official. That was a hook and ladder. You do the comeback route, you catch it, and you make a little toss to a receiver going in the direction. It was a bad toss. That was that should have been a Seals Grove defensive touchdown. How do you oh, horrible. catching the ball is a matter of having possession to be able to to control the ball. Complete control. Throws oh. it back to his guy who bounces off his shoulder. Picked wow. up by Hoover. Green grass and everyone knows that play. And, and you know what they're trying to do. That was designed hook and ladder. That was absolutely horrible. I hope that's not a crucial part of this game. Lordson's going to drop back under heavy pressure. Ziders chase him. Up into it. He falls to the turf. Senior Blaze Ziders is able to get to Lordson and finish them off. Clock continues on under four seconds. And there's going to be a timeout taken. By Derek Hicks, and I would look to try to add a couple seconds yeah. back to the clock. Back to a 10. I mean, he was trying to call it with 10 seconds to go, or 3.2 right now on the clock. But Zyder's coming up huge there, getting his first sack of the game, his fifth tackle. And uh, I, ju I, I just got to go back. What a blown call by the officials there on a hook and ladder. That is a design play. And anybody that's ever watched any amount of football has seen that coming late in a game or a half where they try and make a big play and I, I that was a touchdown that was gone there was no one in the way that was a seals grove defensive touchdown and it's jersey shore again playing desperate the hook and ladder trying to get that touchdown before halftime it should have cost them seven points there that should have been another seven points on the board for seals grove i'm just blown away that 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 the referee missed that and Zyder gets his fifth sack of the season on that play before what a season he's having senior Blaze Ziders from his defensive end position. So the coach is yeah, out on yeah, the field. On the field. Like, this is okay. Yeah, you're just allowed to come out in the field and start arguing. Listen, it, it should be it should be seven more points on the board, coach. Get off the field. Throw a flag. Seen enough. How can a coach be Get standing off the field. out it's on the field? Game. He's making a scene right now. This he, is not his game. This Get looks like field. baseball. This is like where you have the coach come out and or the. The manager would come out and screaming at the official. If anyone has a right to be angry, it's Hicks. There should be 10 seconds on the clock from when the timeout happened. And he should also, before that, he should have seven points from a, 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 a fumble on a hook and ladder attempt. So the officials are going to talk here, trying to get more time on the clock. They should. Three seconds it shows. Seals Grove leading 14-7. He's going to come over and talk to the timekeeper and see if we can get more time on there. And he's going to walk right into the face of Tom Gravish, who's going to continue to bark at him. Which is a joke. The timeout was called. They're going to give eight seconds. That's not even. I mean, it was called about the 10-second mark. But, we'll, I mean, eight at least they're putting something back on. 
So Peacock will do the punting for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Nyland will drop back. Right now he's standing just inside of his own 40-yard line. Peacock has had some difficulties, some punt here tonight. He does average 30, over 37 yards a punt. We finally get this thing all gathered, and Peacock will attempt to punt this one away. Seals Grove coming with the pressure. Peacock gets rid of it. It's going to be a short punt, but the clock's under three, two, and the guy grabs it with one second, so Seals Grove's going to get one second on the clock. Who's running this clock right now? you got to be kidding me. That's a homer clock right there. That's crazy. They let it They let it roll out. It's going to be halftime. Well, Sealens Grove leading 14-7 at a very interesting end to the first half. As Sealens Grove was washed away what looked to be a fumble recovery by Hoover with green grass in front of them. They blew the play dead and wiped that away. And then a lot of controversy ending that first half with Gravish in the middle of the field screaming at the officials. But we're at halftime. Seals Grove leading 14-7. We're going to go to halftime. We're going to check in with Sean, updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. Also check in with our stat guy, Zach Showers, of that first half. Seals Grove got out to a 14-0 lead. They now lead 14-7 here at halftime. Let's take a break. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford. And this is Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94KX. Seals Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seals Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seals Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seals Grove Ford at the bridge in Seals Grove. Go Seals! For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Scale new heights with Service Electric Cablevision Internet Service. One gig is here. Your entire family can binge watch their favorite shows online, stream movies and music, game like a champion, tweet and Snapchat with friends, all at once on multiple devices. One gig means everyone can do more seamlessly with no buffering or slowdowns. Call 877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash internet today. That's secv.com slash internet. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. Hit the decks with 94KX and Liberty Travel. Tammy Harold from Port Treverton? Yes, it is. Wow! <laughs> um, Hi. 
Um, did you get I a voicemail? That's what I heard. My phone is blowing up. <laughs> Everybody's calling asking if they can be your guest. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow. Tammy, you're so exciting. It is. You did win. So get ready to hit the decks in June with Tom and I. It's so exciting. It is exciting. Thank you. Book now and experience beautiful Bermuda. Get all the details at WQKX.com. 94.1. I like a variety of music. WQKX. Sales football presented by Seals Grow Ford. Special presentation tonight on 94KX and Sean Carey in studio. District 4 Quad A Championship from Thompson Street Stadium. The Seals lead the Jersey Shore Bulldogs by a score of 14-7. The winner of tonight's contest in the District 4 Quad A Final will take on Pottsgrove. Last night in the District 1 Quad A Championship, Pottsgrove defeated Pottstown by a score of 40-6. Checking scores from across the central Susquehanna Valley tonight on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard in the District 4 AAA semifinals. Danville shutting out Shemokin by a score of 14 to nothing. K.J. Riley with two touchdown passes in the first half to Shane Kozik, the first one from 12 yards out and the second one from 27 yards out. Both of those touchdown grabs by Shane Kozik in the first quarter. Score stood in the second. That's where they are now at the half in Danville, leading the Indians by a score of 14 to nothing. On 100.9, the Valley tonight in the other District 4 AAA semifinal, it's Lewisburg at the Montoursville Warriors. The Warriors returned the opening kickoff to the Lewisburg 31 and with a face mask penalty start their first drive on the 16. Three plays later, it's Jacob Reeder with the ball. Montoursville shears under center. In motion, Delena to the left side. Turns, gives the ball to the tailback this time, hit in the backfield, fights his way forward for a touchdown, Jacob Reeder. So Montoursville takes a quick 6-0 lead with 10.45 to go in the first quarter. And the point after touchdown was good, 7-0 Montoursville. The Warriors were driving into Lewisburg territory down to the 33, but the Dragons' defense makes this great play. Looks down the middle. Looking out to his right. This time he's brought down, fumbles the ball, and is recovered by the Green Dragons on the 33-yard line. I can't see. It was Josh Ghost who caused the fumble. And Colburn got the jumped on it. it. Huge turnover right there for the Green Dragons defense. And uh, at that time, it just looked like Montorzo was driving, picked up three first downs, and then Ghost gets in, gets the pressure on Shear, strips the ball, and Colburn there to jump on, and the turnover gets the ball back for the Lewisburg offense. And following that fumble recovery, it's Max Moyers with his 26th rushing touchdown of the season, tying Nathaniel Brown's record. Cross the 45, he's out in the open, 50, 45, 40, down the right sideline. He's going all the way for a touchdown, Lewisburg. 60-yard run for Max Moyers. Good job. Touchdown, Green Dragons. Good job there. Good lead block, and Moyers got out to the outside there, and he was not going to let Logan Ott catch him. He just took him stride for stride down the right side, and as you said, Greg, 60 yards out and gets the Green Dragons on the board here. Way to respond after the defensive uh, forced fumble there. Green Dragons offense putting the points on the board. So we're tied at 7-7. The Warriors get the ball back and drive the field with the ball going to Max Delena in the end zone. Play is 20 seconds to go again. Right up to the line of scrimmage for the Warriors. 
Same play this time. No, this time it's well covered. He's looking deep in the end zone. He has a receiver in the end zone as the defensive back falls down. And Delena catches a touchdown pass with seven seconds to go in the first quarter for a 13-7 lead. Delena with that touchdown reception, 14-7 Montoursville after the first quarter. And after sophomore running back Max Moyers eclipses 2,000 yards rushing on the season with a 42-yard run to the Warriors' one-yard line, it's time for the quarterback to get the call. Makes his second goal from the one. Now let's just get to the line of scrimmage here. Quick tap by Nick Chileski. Let's just punch it in quarterback keeper. And they are up at the line of scrimmage, Justin. And Chileski takes it over the right side, and he fights his way into the end zone for a touchdown. Touchdown, Nick. Touchdown, Lewisburg. Nick Chileski on a one-yard touchdown run makes it 14-13 with 3.41 to go in the first half. And the point after touchdown was good. Greg Wetzel, Justin Michaels with the call tonight on 100.9 The Valley. They're currently at the half as well. 14-14 from Montoursville. That's the Warriors versus the Green Dragons. You can catch that on 100.9 The Valley. You can also listen to it on our 94KX app. Just tap 100.9 The Valley if you want to catch a little bit of Lewisburg Green Dragons football. And the District 4 triple-A semifinals tonight. Speaking of Lewisburg, we want to say congratulations to the Lewisburg girls soccer team. This afternoon in the PIAA, AA Elite 8 matchup, Lewisburg shut out Lansdale Catholic by a score of 3 to nothing. The Lewisburg girls soccer team have advanced to the final four, and that's the first time they've gotten there since 2009. The Lewisburg girls will take on Boiling Springs on Tuesday night. Good luck to the Lady Green Dragons. Again, here on 94 KX from Jersey Shore, the Seals are leading the Bulldogs by a score of 14 to 7 at the half. Also going on today, this afternoon, in the District 4 AA semifinals, from the Silver Bowl, the Mount Carmel area Red Tornadoes knocked out North Penn Mansfield by a score of 34 to 14. So things are falling into place nicely. So many, well, pretty much everybody anticipated a District 4 AA championship next week between Mount Carmel and the number one seed in undefeated Southern Columbia. And that's how it's going to be. Second quarter, moving toward halftime. Southern Columbia crushing Troy by a score of 48 to nothing. So they will move to mercy rule and a rolling clock in the second half. Scoring tonight for Southern Columbia first. Wide receiver sensation Julian Fleming with a 29-yard touchdown reception. And then came Gage Garcia with an 18-yard touchdown catch, a 2-yard touchdown run as well. And then Julian Fleming with a 9-yard touchdown reception. Ty Rodarmel with a 42-yard run for a score to make it 34 to nothing. Gage Garcia with his third touchdown of the night from 63 yards out. And just a few moments ago, a pick six by Julian Fleming taking it in from 32 yards out. Tigers lead Troy by a score of 48 to nothing. So it looks like it'll be Southern Columbia and Mount Carmel as predicted one versus two next week in the District 4 AA Championship. Earlier this afternoon in Canton, the Canton Warriors have been enjoying their best season in well over 20 years and they hosted the Single A Championship, Muncie and Canton. Earlier in the year, those two teams knocked heads with each other. A battle of two 5-0 and o teams and they set up shop this afternoon in Canton. Muncie with phenomenal Phenomenal defense as they won their second district championship in three years as they defeated the Canton Warriors by a score of 9-7. to Here on 94KX, our special presentation from Jersey Shore. It is the District 4 Quad A Championship. Seals are leading 14-7 over the Bulldogs. 
Currently on Eagle 107, you've got the home opener. College Hoops at Soika Pavilion Fairfield is leading the Bison by a score of 38-28. to The Bison got their season rolling with a very exciting, thrilling overtime win on Wednesday night at St. Bonaventure. So the Bison look to go 2-0 in the early part of the campaign. And it's 38-28 Fairfield. Doug Birdsong with the call currently on Eagle 107 at 107.3. Next up for the Bison will be another home matchup at Soika Pavilion on Tuesday night against Canisius. Earlier this afternoon on News Radio 1070 WKOK, the Penn State Nittany Lions ranked number 20th. They limited Wisconsin to their lowest point total, 10 on the season. That's their lowest point total since 2014. And Miles Sanders rushed for 159 yards, including this score in the second half. Double wing, tight formation. McSorley gives it to Sanders left side. He's got a touchdown, Penn State. That's a 60-yard drive for the Nittany Lions, and for the first time today, they have a two-score lead. Steve Jones on the Penn State Sports Network from Learfield on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Miles Sanders clearing 1,000 yards on the season. Also, kicker Jake Penninger with three field goals this afternoon, including a pair of 40-plus-yard boots. Quarterback Trace McSorley finished 19 for 25, passing 160 yards and a touchdown. Plus, this touchdown pass early in the matchup to DeAndre Tompkins. McSorley back, sets, throws in the end zone, got him, touchdown, Penn State, DeAndre Tompkins, and the Nittany Lions respond. A 75-yard drive. Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor, the nation's leading rusher, totaled 185 yards on 20 carries, including an early first-quarter 71-yard touchdown run on the Badgers' first offensive possession. It was the Nittany Lions this afternoon getting a 22-10 win over the Badgers in Beaver Stadium. And here's head coach James Franklin in the media room following the victory. Obviously, we felt like we had some opportunities today, you know, in the running game, you know, based on our plan. Um, you know, some of the opportunities that we felt like presented itself based from, you know, their defensive scheme and what we try to do offensively. And you know, we were able to take advantage of that. You know, obviously, Miles rushing for basically 160 yards and a touchdown was great. Give our offensive line some confidence. Also help our offensive line, um, you know, when we're able to beat people up on first and second down in the running game, it will help us in protection in the long term. So uh, obviously really, really important for us to get the running game established, and we were able to do that today. James Franklin this afternoon following the Penn State win, 22-10 to over Wisconsin. Next up for the Nittany Lions, they will play at Rutgers on Saturday. We will find out tomorrow the kickoff time. It'll either be at noon, 3.30, or 4 p.m. Here on 94KX at the half, the Seals lead Jersey. Jersey Shore 14 to 7. We have first half stats and then the second half kick with Pat Ryan and Zach coming up next on 94KX. Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock, backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at murraychevy.com. Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. 
You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575 or on the web at slivlaw.com. 941. It's enjoyable. WQKX. Welcome back to Thompson Street Stadium. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brands at showers for halftime. Seals Grove leading 14 to 7. Seals Grove got up to a 14 nothing lead. Jersey Shore able to cut the lead in half with a Lorson touchdown run just to the goal line. Stretched it out, got the score. Again, Seals Grove leading 14 to 7. Taking a look at the numbers as given to me by our stat man, Zach Shower. Seals Grove leading 14 7. Jersey Shore, eight first downs, 89 yards rushing, 79 through the air for 168 yards. For the Seals Grove Seals, just five first downs, 28 yards rushing, 51 through the air for only 79 yards total offense. For Seals Grove in that first half, both teams, four penalties for 20 yards. Turnovers, two of them for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Seals Grove has not turned it over. Big play in the game, 53-yard touchdown or a punt return by Joe Kahn on the dead sprint. Caught it, made a great decision, and was able to take it in for the touchdown. Individual numbers, first for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Lorson, 10 for 14, 79 yards, two through one pass. It was picked. First play, offensive play for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, intercepted by Nyland. The receiving core, Guthrie, four catches for 25 yards. Peacock, leading receiver, coming in tonight, two catches, 25 yards. Westland, two, and Seacrest with two catches as well. For the Seals Grove Seals, excuse me, in the rushing department, first for the Bulldogs, two, 11 carries, 70 yards. Lorson, seven carries, 14. Malecki, three carries, just eight yards. For the Seals Grove Seals, Danny Schock, six for 12. 51 yards. The leading receivers, Swineford and Nyland, both two catches. Swineford, 24 yards. Nyland, just eight yards. In the rushing department, shown four carries, 20 yards in the touchdown. Shock, four carries, nine yards. Con, five carries, minus one yard for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, total numbers. Seals Grove just 79 yards total offense. Jersey Shore 168, but Seals Grove does lead here at halftime 14-7. Jersey Shore has returned to the field. Seals Grove momentarily get a chance to extend a happy birthday to my smart, beautiful, wonderful mom and wife. Teresa's birthday today, so I want to say happy birthday to you on a wonderful day. It ended up... uh, enjoying ourselves and murphy got the 13 nothing win in soccer and we're here watching a great seals grove football game on her birthday again Teresa, happy birthday to you and again uh, just a, a wonderful mom great wife and i uh, couldn't ask for more i appreciate it happy birthday to you honey be home and continue the weekend celebration started last night murphy treated Teresa to hosses for a nice, nice dinner and then today woke up to some uh, some flowers and a card. And wow. Some other gifts. So, again, happy birthday, Teresa. Love you. Murphy, how- great job on the birthday for Mama. What about a birthday present at District Championship? Okay. I'm sure Teresa will take Seals that. Grove Seals District Championship birthday and a, present. And another week of football for the Seals Grove That's Seals. Right. I, I don't think she'd mind that at all. So, <laughs> we've, we've put our request in. No. <laughs> We'll, we just put our request in for you, babe. How about a win here for the Seals Grove Seals? They do lead here at halftime, 14-7 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, Seals Grove just 79 yards total offense. 
But the big play was the punt return by Joe Kahn to take it into the end zone for the Seals to give them the lead. That wraps up the halftime show here. Sean giving us all the updated scores, other games going on around the Valley. And you look at all the teams that Seals Grove lost to this year, still in district playoffs. When you think about Lewisburg and Southern and Shemokin, the Shemokin-Danville game was our Blaze-Alexander for tough game of the week. Thought that would be a big matchup between the Indians and the Danville Ironmen. Both teams have returned to the field. See Swineford down early in the game. Looked like he had come up a bit, uh, struggled a little bit maybe with an injury, but he's out there back ready to go. Also, Nate Schoen and the Seals Grove Seals. Seals Grove Seals trying to win here at Jersey Shore, just like they did in 2014 in a classic 6-2 game. Seals Grove won that game that night. The lone touchdown, Zach Adams scored, gave the Seals Grove that win, 6-2. Here is 14-7. It's the same score in the semifinal game a year ago when Seals Grove was able to beat Jersey Shore 14-7. As Seals Grove will get the second half kickoff to start this one. Griffin will kick it away for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Back deep will be Nyland and Khan standing about their own 10-yard line. Seals Grove had great field position majority of that first half and will look to get a good run back here. Defensively, Blaze Ziders, Micaiah Showers, Khan, Schoen all had big first halves. But Seals Grove will get on offense her first. Nyland will take it at his own five, working from right to left, trying to get outside the left hash. Got some room. Got a wall there, caught from behind. It'll be shoved out of bounds. But Seals Grove will have good field position to start. As you see, Bainey's, Micaiah Showers, Thomas Everett returning to the field on the offensive side for the Seals Grove Seals to start this possession. And what what an answer to start this uh, this second half in the district title game. If Seals Grove can just come out and put a nice drive together here and score. They did start out the game with a good uh, deep post route completion to Ben Swineford. Maybe again they could find that, uh, that deep route. And, and score. Been very close on a couple post routes tonight to break in a big one. Schoen's going to get the call. He's got room into the secondary. Still going. Dragon defenders and Toom is going to get outside the 30 to the 34-yard line. Also on the stop for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs was Carter Peacock, but it's a big first down to start the second half for the Seals as Schoen's able to take it out to the 34-yard line. There's not much uh, more scary than a Nate Schoen run in the open field, and you got to go one-on-one with him. He punishes people. He's going to go to Schoen again. He's going to bounce off a couple of tackles, fall forward to the 35-yard line, so he'll pick up a one. It'll be second down and nine, and Shock was fortunate to get rid of it just in time as he was hit after he gave the handoff to Schoen. Just starting the second half, Seals Grove leading 14-7 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs here from Thompson Street Stadium in Jersey Shore. Wide receivers to each side. I formation behind Shock. Schoen's going to get the call again. Good stance up front for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They're going to get on four momentum. He'll be at the 34-yard line, but not much there. So it's going to be a third down and call it 10 for the Seals Grove Seals. Just starting the second half. First off in possession for either team. 
Well, Seals Grove Seals offense had 24 total plays in the first half to Jersey Shore's 39 plays. So see how the defense for Seals Grove holds up as they've been on the field a lot more than, than the Jersey Shore defense has. Shot dropping back under tight coverage. Intended for Bastion, hit immediately by Maliki, falls incomplete. It'll be a punting situation for the Seals Grove Seals. And no big deal on the drop there because he wasn't getting anything if he caught the ball. Just glad it fell to the ground. And Seals going to get that punt team out there. But a big stand for Jersey Shore there to open up the second half. The defense came out, got the job done, gave up zero yards there on that drive, and they're forcing Seals Group quickly. Well, I'm sorry, they did give up a first down, but forcing Seals Group quickly to have to punt. Metzger will punt this little way. Short kick. He's going to hit at the 44 and get a good roll for Seals Grove down to about the 38-yard line. In that first half, we saw all the energy for all the all the energy for for the uh, Seals Grove Seals in that first half. They're going to look to try to match it here in that second half to get out to the 14-0 lead. And now looking to go back on defense are the Seals. First down and 10 for Jersey Shore. 10-15 to go here in the third period. As Jersey Shore will have it at their own 39-yard line. Peacock goes in motion from right to left. Lorson turns, gives it to Toom. Toom's got room as he's going to take it beyond the 42 out to about the 43-yard line. So a quick pickup of about four. So it's going to be a second down and six for the Seals. Or excuse me, for the Bulldogs. And I don't understand how you can get away with a push in the back. Seals Grove defensive lineman busts through and then gets shoved in the back and he can't make a play on the ball because he's being pushed i, I don't understand that's not a flag it's going to go to tomb he's got yardage out beyond the 45 to the 47 yard line to be a short of a first down big play here defensively for the seals on his third down and two as jersey shore has it at their own 47 yard line trailing 14-7 to the seals broken eye behind lorson Blitz coming by the Seals. Going to give it to Toom. He's got a first down as he takes it to midfield. He's going to be stopped by Micaiah Showers, who had a huge first half defensively for the Seals. But he's not able to stop the run until a first down pickup is made by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs right at midfield. Yeah, Micaiah Showers had some big hits in the first half. And just there with his first tackle the second half, he has eight now in the game. Blitz coming. Orson inside handoff. Secondary. Seacrest. Down to the 44-yard line burst. Pickup of six. It'll be a second down and four. And now looks like right now from an energy standpoint, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs showing a bit more. Well, they're doing this hurry-up offense. They had success in the second quarter with this, so they're trying to catch that Seals Grove defense off guard. This is going to go to Toom. Toom hit by Micaiah Showers, short of a first down, as he's able to get to about the 42-yard line. So it's going to be a third down and two for Jersey Shore in Seals Grove territory at the 42-yard line. And again, quickly, Jersey Shore to the line. Broken eye behind Lorson. Pitch is going to go to Toom. Up under a block. He's got room. Inside of the 35, going to be tackled by Swineford down to the 35-yard line, 25-yard line burst that time. A pick of about 17 on the carry that time by Toom and quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Eye formation behind Lorson. Turn, gives it to Toom again. He's got some room. Micaiah Showers, Ryan Almit in on the stop. Going to be a pickup of 
a couple that time on the run by Toom. Ryan Almond in on the stop. We're going to call it a second down and about eight for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And Toom has 108 yards now rushing in the game. He's going to get the call again. He's got some room. Makai Shower is going to make the stop as he gets inside of the 20-yard line to about the 18-yard line. It's going to be a third down and a long four for, for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, trailing 14-7, 7.33 to go here in the third period. Makai Showers has now 11 tackles in the game. He only trails Joe Kahn, who has 13. Broken eye behind Lorson. Going to be a quick pitch to Toom under a defender. And then going to be met right at the line of scrimmage. Tackle. Trying to get the number on that one. Was that Showers once again filling that hole on the Toom run. Short pickup of maybe a yard. And it's going to be a fourth down and a long three. And Joe Kahn gets in the backfield quickly and turns that ball back in. Jersey Shore is trying to get the edge. Joe Kahn would not allow it. Forcing it back to the middle where linebacker Makaya Showers makes the big tackle. Big fourth down play here for Jersey Shore. Lorson rolling to his right. He's got some time. Gets rid of it. He's got the catch on the far side to the celebration of the Jersey Shore faithful because that's enough for a Jersey Shore first down, only fourth down and three. And it looked like Blaze Ziders got in the backfield there, I believe. Had some pressure, but unable to get to the quarterback. They do complete the out route and get just enough yards for the first down. Jersey Shore, first and goal from the 10. Quickly up to the line of scrimmage again. Lorson drops back, looking on the slant for Westland. Incomplete. Defended by Swineford. Hits the turf. Falls incomplete. Second down. Goal to go for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs just inside the 10-yard line. Well, and I think they're going to go right back to that play. I would because he had the inside. Swineford made a heck of a play, but the position was there for the receiver. Don't be surprised they run the exact same play here. Lorson talking to Peacock, the leading receivers off to the right. Now he goes in motion. That's usually where they run to the motion side. They do. Give it to Toom. Trying to stretch it to the outside. Defended well. Flag on the play. Everybody here on the near side, Seals Grove faithful, calling for a hole. Ryan as well. Let's see if that's the call and why they chit-chat about that. Remind our listeners here that... Sunday night football is on WKOK. The Cowboys visit Philly at 7.30. Monday night football has the Giants at San Francisco beginning at 7.30. See the full NFL broadcast schedule online at WKOK.com. I'm over here. I'm watching the sideline here. Metzger's on the sideline with a water bottle, takes a drink. Then he puts a bunch of squirts down his shoulder pads. He's wearing no long sleeves. His legs and arms are bare. It's cold out, and he's squirting water down his pads. Well, the penalty moved, moves it back to the 20-yard line, so it's second down goal to go from the 20, uh, and Seelens Grove jumps off sides, and 51 walks up into Schoen's face, clapping in his face after he jumped, and he's still barking at him. That's usually something that will draw a foul because it's unsportsmanlike to do that, but no calls made. They're going to quickly walk that off and put it at the 15-yard line. Second down goal to go from the 15 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, trailing by seven. Lorson's going to keep it, reverses its field, runs into Joe Kahn, and he's going to be tackled at the 10-yard line, third down goal to go from the 10 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Uh, yeah, you know, 
that was another a third false start or offsides on Nate Schoen. But you're right, Jersey Shore in 51 clapping in his face. That should be a penalty. But a hook and ladder should also be a fumble when you don't <laughs> complete it. So uh, not sure everything's going as planned as far as the calls here so far. But this is a huge third down and goal from the 10-yard line. Looking for Schmokadam Health Center, backbreaker play of the game types. And Larson's got a lot of time. Rolling to his right. It's going to be hit. Take it down by Nate Schoen. Well, Nate Schoen takes him down at the 11-yard line. Fourth down and goal to go from the 11th, and they'll run Griffin out on the field. Uh, Nate Schoen, like we said, he jumped off sides a couple of times tonight, but he's also made some very big plays. Add that one to the list. His second sack of the night, making it fourth and goal from the 12-yard line. It's going to force Jersey Shore into about a 30-yard field goal attempt. You wonder how the footing will be there in the center of the field. Griffin has good leg. Has a long of 44 yards, plenty of distance, going to go through, split the uprights, and good. And there's a lot of commotion around the snap of the ball, no flag thrown. And the Seals Grove coaches here on the near side pleading with the officials. They want a false start. They want a false start. There was some movement there in the line. But the bottom line is they hold what looked to be an impressive drive by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs when they had a first down goal to go inside the 10 but they end up holding them to a field goal to cut the lead to 14-10 for sure. But Seelands Grove get the ball back here with 4.57 to go here in the third period. Yeah, but Seelands Grove's offense is going to have to do just what Coach Hicks said in the beginning of the game, sustain a drive. They've got to come out and at least change field position here. You can't give this Jersey Shore offense uh, these, these, these uh, short fields. But so far, like since they've basically scored there in the first quarter, Seals Group offense has kind of been putting around. they got to get something going here, pick up a couple first downs, change that field position, and uh, get, get it back where your defense doesn't have to have their, their backs against the wall. Griffin will kick this one away after he was able to kick a 30-yard field goal. It's a short kick. It's going to hit. Swineford chasing after it. And he could have let it go out of bounds. It did. Oh. He went after it to get it, but the official said it went out of bounds, and it did. So Seals Grove will get good field position. And, and the, you got a second flag, I think, it's going to be. Because the official that, what, or well, the uh, coach. The coaches, yeah, the coach is making a big scene over this, so they're going to pick up a penalty. But not heads up there by Swineford. Unfortunately, that ball went out of bounds before he jumped on it, but he didn't, he didn't have to do that. ball was flying out of bounds. But Jersey Shore's coaching staff making uh, their presence known again, and this time it's going to cost them. <laughs> I don't know how that gets him a penalty, though, and what went on right before halftime didn't. That doesn't make any sense to me. And is that all the penalty is going to result in? Is put it at the 35-yard line? So they didn't. There's not a second penalty because that's where you get when the ball goes out of bounds. Uh, must have been nothing then on the coaches. So Seals can get an offense going here. Bastion goes in motion. Turn. Give it to Schoen. Schoen not able to get away from Toom. And it'll be tackled for a one-yard loss. It'll be a second down and 11 for the Seals. They do lead 14-10 with 4.43 to go here in the third period. A lot of orange in the backfield there. A lot of Jersey Shore defenders just getting in the backfield and disrupting it as the handoff is happening. Got to give some time. Got to create some lanes and let these running backs do their thing. Let the defense rest some. We can't go rushing them back out on the field without a drive here. Second down and long, fumbled snap. Shock's going to take off, but he's going to be stopped. And that one's on Danny. It hit him right in the hands. you got to catch that ball. And there it is, two straight plays for a loss. This is that seal of offense 
that we've seen the last couple weeks that just struggles on the early downs, first and second down woes, and and on and off the field at no time coming off the clock and just putting it on the defensive lap. They got to do something here. It's third down and 12. Darby on the stop for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Third and long. Bunch formation to the right. Shotgun to design run. And he's going to be well short of a first down as he carries it beyond the 35-yard line, and that's going to be it. And it's going to force Metzger to come out and try to punt this away. And we've seen Metzger put a foot in him over the year. Boy, this would be a, one of those wonderful times to be able to kick this one in and try to push Peacock back. Well, they do respect his punting abilities because they are dropping way back here. Back there also is Owen Anderson standing at their own 30-yard line. Good snap from Cam Fogarty. Punts away. It's a good punt. Anderson's going to come up and make the catch at the 30. Trying to make a man miss to gets to the 35-yard line, and that's going to be it. Good coverage that time. Cam Fogarty was the first guy down there. And so Oscar Macharo. And Macharo. Well, that field goal by Griffin finished off a 14-play drive covering 50 yards, taking 5 minutes and 18 seconds. As Jersey Shore is able to cut the Seals Grove lead to 14 to 10. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Jersey Shore takes over. They have the ball their own 35-yard line. Seals Grove looking for a big defensive stop here. They lead by four with 3.04 to go here in the third. Power formation in the backfield this time for Lorson. Turns, gives it to the deep man. And that's Malecki, and he's going to take it beyond the 40, out to the 44-yard line on the burst, nine-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and one for the Bulldogs, quickly up to the line of scrimmage. And a clear hold there. Seals group defender trying to get to the tackle, being grabbed from behind, his jersey stretched out. Again, a missed call by the officials. Wishbone behind Lorison gives it to Toom. Toom's got a lot of room. First down in Seals Grove territory to the 48-yard line. So that's going to be enough for a first down for Jersey Shore as momentum has swung to the Bulldogs. And, and you wonder here how much the fatigue is kicking in on this defense. They've been on the field the entire time. And stay with a wishbone. Malecki gets the call again. Knives through that front line. Good block out front on by Seacrest as he's going to take it to the 44-yard line. So it's going to be a pickup about four. It'll be a second down and six. Showers again in on the tackle. He's got 14 tackles now in this game. Goes to the fullback, Seacrest. He bounces to the outside. He's got some room. Bastion's grabbing him from behind. Seacrest still going. He's able to take Khan all the way to the 30-yard line, about the 31-yard line. It's going to be a first down pickup for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and they're going to go quickly up to the line of scrimmage again. Uh, Seals' defense looks a little fatigued right now, and Jersey Shore is just hurrying up and going to the line. They're just doing power running. Under two minutes to go here in the third. Seals Grove leading by four. Deep man gets the call again. Ryan Almond's going to make the stop along with Khan, but still a positive play as they're going to take it to the 27-yard line. So it's going to be a pickup about three. It'll be a second down in seven for the Bulldogs. Khan in on the tackle. He's got 15 tonight. Almond in on the tackle, and he's at nine. Going to give it to Toom. Toom's into the secondary. Still going, dragging a defender. He's going to have enough for first down. It's that Nyland's able to make the stop. 
As he's going to be short of the 10-yard line. Looked like a market about the 13-yard line. The first down and 10 for the shore. Well, the resistance just isn't there right now. The defense looks like it's gassed. Stay with the wishbone again. Toom gets the call off the right side. Underneath the defender, it'll be a flag on the play. Back at the line of scrimmage. We'll have to see if this one goes against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Hopefully minimize some of this momentum that they've gained on this drive here as Jersey Shore is looking to get the lead for the first time here tonight. But this will be a penalty against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. It'll mark it back to the 20-yard line. And that's a huge penalty. It might force Jersey Shore to have to pass here. And, you know, every time they've been in the red zone on first down, they have attempted a pass play. Now, they haven't completed any of them. But here they are, and now they're going to be looking at first and 20. First and goal from the 20. I don't know why they keep putting 10 on the score. No, they can get a first down to about the two. Oh, they can? Yes. Handoff's going to go to the deep man. Trying to bounce to the outside. Not going to be able to get there. Nice job by Swineford on that run coverage there. Only able to get to the 20-yard line, so back to the line of scrimmage. So it is going to be second down here. They can get a first down. They'd have to get all the way down inside about the two-yard line to pick up the first down. Lorson under center. Takes a snap. Fakes it. Rolled out to his right. Metzger on him. He's able to get rid of it as Seacrest makes the catch. And then they're going to call a penalty on Metzger for roughing the passer as Lorson's able to make the connection. Seacrest made the catch. and is able to work it inside of the five-yard line down to about the two-yard line, and we're going to get a roughing the passer call against the Seals Grove Seals. And it's just unnecessary. The hit didn't need to be made. The ball was gone. That's going to be a crucial penalty against the Seals defense. So there's going to the end result is, as I'm sitting here just watching to see what happens, it's going to be a first down goal to go. Are they marking it? Four-yard yep, line. Four-yard line. So first down goal to go. They go with the wishbone again. Toom gets the call to the goal line. He's in. Touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Uh, you're seeing a wear down effect. This defense for Seals has been on the field this entire quarter as the offense has only been able to put like maybe eight plays together in the quarter. And Seals Grove just given everything they have right now. But it, as far as far as the energy level, Jersey Shore looks like their offense is heading downfield. Griffin will attempt the extra point here. Low snap kicks up, but Griffin's able to boot it through, and it's good. So the Jersey Shore Bulldogs get their first lead of the night, leading 17-14. As they're able to run off 17 unanswered points and take the lead here with just nine seconds to go here in the third period. But you got to do so. Right now, the offense has to. This is it. I mean, if you want a district championship, the offense has got to come out and execute here because it's going to go into the fourth quarter with nine seconds to go in the third. And this defense needs a breather. You can't put this defense back out in the field after three plays and a punt. It is not going to happen. Jersey Shore is just going to move right down the field. They need 
a breather on the sideline. The only way they're going to get that is if the offense can pick up some first downs. You're only down three. This game is far from over, but right now the defense's tank is on E. they got to refill here, and the only way to do that is for some offensive plays, some, some sustained drive. Just like coached in the beginning of the game, they were going to need to sustain some offensive drives in order to win this game. And right now, the lack of that is the reason why Jersey Shore has been able to come back and take a three-point lead. Griffin will punt this, kick this away. Excuse me to Nyland. Nyland's trying to get over to it at the 15-yard line. He does. And he's going to be a hit hard right at the 20-yard line. Seals Grove will take over right there, first down and 10. So that four-yard touchdown run by Toom completed a 10-play drive covering 65 yards, taking two minutes and 55 seconds. That's the Seals Grow 4 drive summary, and the Tomb touchdown run is a candidate for the Smokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Can Seals Grove answer the three straight scores by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, which started by a Lorison two-yard touchdown run, Griffin 30-yard field goal, and Tomb a four-yard run to give the Jersey Shore Bulldogs a 17-14 lead with five seconds to go here in the third period. Danny Schock in his shotgun formation, drops back, gets rid of catches made by Nyland at the 25-yard line. It'll be stopped there, and that'll be the final play of the third quarter. We'll regroup here. We'll switch sides of the field and start the fourth quarter. The Seals Grove Seals trailing the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 17-14. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford. And this is Eagle 107's coverage of the Seals Grove Seals on 94KX. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team Sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. 94KX. Welcome back to Thompson Street Stadium. Getting ready to start the fourth quarter with the Steelers Grove Seals trailing the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 17-14. Jersey Shores run 23 plays. Seals Grove ran just nine. They had two three and outs. They got to bite those away. Shock design run. Takes off. It's got some room. Crosses the 30-yard line out to the 31-yard line. Close to the first down marker. And according to the chain gang here on the near side, they think it's enough for a first down, and they're going to move. So good run. Design run by Danny Shock to pick up a huge first down. Just starting the fourth quarter. Seals Grove trailing by three. Danny Schock gives it to Schoen. He's into the secondary. Trying to bounce off a tackle. He loses the ball. He fumbled the ball right into Jersey Shore. Defender. And now they're going to blow the ball dead. They're going to say he was down. They're, that, And I'll tell you right now, he was not down. That was No, they're going to say that it's Jersey Shore ball, but this forward momentum was stopped, and they blew the ball dead. Oh, I was going to say, because that was absolutely a fumble. Nate Schoen's had a couple uh, fumbles this year. That one, he's trying to do a spin move, got a little loose with it, and it got knocked out get right into Jersey Shore's hands. 
couple positive plays for Seals Grove in that possession to start the fourth quarter, but a fumble. And right in the right place is number 43 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That's Carter Peacock. And gives the ball that quickly back to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Splitting far to the left is Hess. Tight formation. It's going to go to Malecki. Couple yards and then tackle quickly short of the 35-yard line and 36-yard line. Jersey Shore's not going to be in any hurry here, you would think. They're going to try to melt some clock. Nope, they're going to get quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Why not? It's worked. It's been working. Yeah, why not? Wishbone formation behind Lorison. This is going to go to Seacrest inside of the 35-yard line. Is that a flag on the play or a big leaf? Is that a flag? On Jersey Shore, we get a holding. All right. Okay. We're going to walk this one off. Yep. So, yes, it will be a penalty against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. The flag landed right on the line, and it looked like a big leaf yeah. on the fall. <laughs> well, there's some, there's a bunch of yellow leaves on the field here. So, <laughs> like, a little quick defensive statistic. I mean, the linebackers have been all over the place tonight. We got uh, Amit has now nine tackles, and you have Micaiah Showers with 16 tackles, and Joe Kahn has 17 tackles in this game. That's a lot of tackles. I don't know if that's a good sign or not. It's a lot of defensive plays. Gavin Carroll's come into the game for Shona at this point. Lorson's going to look to pass. Pump fake. Got a man getting beyond the defense. It's going to fall incomplete. Swipe for good coverage that time. The intended receiver was Westland, but it's going to bring up a third down and 17 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Oh, that was big there. I mean, well overthrown, never even a threat. But, man, it forced us third and 17. Now this defense has got to find it. you got to come up with the stop here. And you don't want to give up too many yards here. Like, even if it gets to fourth and three, this is a territory where Jersey Shore might go for it. Shotgun formation, trips to the left. Lorson's going to the left. Quick pitch this out to Toom, trying to get to the edge. Good run coverage that time. Nile or Swineford came up, but it's going to be finished off by Bastion. Well short of a first down as they'll mark it at the 41-yard line. They need to get all the way to the 20, about the 27-yard line for a first down. Peacock will punt it away. The defense comes up big after a fumble by Schoen. The offense is trying to get the ball back here. Watch for anything, any trickery here. Lorson gets a high snap, but he's able to get it. Gets it away. And it's going to bounce and take a good roll for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs all the way to the 10, down to about the 9-yard line. And you've said it already. Do you want to win a district gold? Boy, these possessions here are going to make a difference in whether you're going to get gold or walk away from Thompson Street Stadium with silver. Well, a lot of field in front of a struggling offense for Seals Grove right now. They got to go 90 yards here, 10 minutes and 16 seconds to go in the game trailing by three are the seals georgia shore 17 unanswered points to lead 17 to 14 design run by shock nothing there it's going to go down trying to get the number that time was that o'connor the linebacker leading tackler came in made the play got the tackle for a loss for the georgia shore bulldogs it really really Seals are struggling running the ball. I, I think you almost have to put it in the young uh, freshman quarterback's hands here and see if you can make it happen. 
at the line of scrimmage right now. Jersey Shore is clearly winning it. Twins to each side. Passing formation. Quick throw out. Nyland makes the catch at the 10-yard line. Well short of a first down. It's going to bring up a crucial third down and about nine for the Seals. And Nyland making a heck of a play there far behind him. He's able to turn around and dive and grab that ball. That was a very impressive catch for minimal yards. Want to be careful here on a third down and nine, just a three-point game. Shock looking, gets rid of it, deep to Nyland, over his head, falls incomplete. On the coverage was Schaefer, well overthrown, fourth down and a big punting situation. Ryan, we're looking for smoking Hill Center backbreaker plays of the game. I don't... I almost think there uh, that Shock thought Swineford was going to run a different route because uh, Swineford cut it in like a post route and Shock threw more of the fly route. It was much deeper and behind him. So I don't know if there's some kind of miscommunication there in the route. Looking for a good snap. Gets one is Metzger. He's going to punt this one away. It's a line drive kick going to be taken by Peacock going right to left. Cuts it between the hash. Bounces off a tackle and finally finished off. On the coverage that time coming up is that Khan holding his arm down as he comes to the sideline. 9.02 to go in the game. Where's the trainer? Looking for <laughs> JT. Here he comes from right to left. 9.02 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing by three. Seals Grove has not scored since... 6.50 to go in the first half. Some movement up front, and it took Schaefer to point it out to the official who jumped. Thank you, Schaefer. And the official is <laughs> going to call a false start. That's a big penalty there. Much needed from Seals Grove. Come on, defense. Something big here. Knock that ball away. Pick it up and go the other way. Need it. Listen, uh, Joe Kahn just came running off the field with his arm hanging pretty low. I'm not a doctor. But a lot of times that's a sign of a dislocated shoulder. He's ready to go back in the game. They just pulled him back. He tried to go back in. Lorson under center. Turns. Give it to Malecki. Going left. And he's thrown to the turf after a couple yards. Is that Ziders? He's going back in the game. Joe Kahn. I just watched them. I'm pretty sure. Set his shoulder. They tried to keep him out. He is back in the game. This is the toughest kid I think I've ever seen play for Seals Grove football. That's unbelievable. You can see the way he just ran off the field with his arm hanging, excruciating pain, and he's right back out there for, for second down. Second down play here. This is going to go to Toom. Toom is met at the line of scrimmage, fall forward to the 29-yard line, 10 yards short of a first down. It'll be a big third down play. Seals Grove trailing 17-14 in this District 4 Quad A championship game with 8-17 to go in the game. I, I, I'm blown away right now. <laughs> I, this, is a, this is a heck of a football game. This is a hard-hitting game. Both teams giving everything they have right now. You're starting to see some fatigue on both sides of the ball. Shotgun for Lorson. It's going to keep it. Run. It's going to be hit. Taken down immediately. Well short of a first down. See how Jersey Shore handles this because they have it at their... Excuse me, they have it at Seals Grove, 26-yard line, fourth down and about six. And they're talking to the coach on the far side to see if they'll go for it here if it's four-down territory. Probably too close to punt it. They'll probably try to go for it here. Seals Grove looking to get a big stop. Well, Zyder is with a big tackle there, and he's done it in bunches this season. 
We need number 55 to come up with two big plays in a row here in the district title game. They are going to go for it. A shotgun for Lorson. Takes the snap. Rolling to his right. Looking. Got a man out there. Incomplete. Turnover on downs. Back to the ceilings. Gross seals as it was intended for Peacock. Defended by Nyland. Uh, good coverage. It was tight. Peacock did did extend and almost caught that ball. That would have been a heck of a catch. But great coverage there. And the Seals Grove Seals defense comes up with a crucial stop. There are seven minutes to go in this game. Can this offense muster a drive here? Can they get a score? Be tested here. Down three. 7.15 to go here from Thompson Street Stadium. Shock under heavy pressure. Gets rid of it. Looking for Nyland. And it's going to be intercepted by Schaefer. Schaefer taking it back the other way. He's going to be hit by Khan and driven to the turf. Well, Nyland waited and waited and waited for the ball. You have to go attack it, get it at its highest point. But he waited, and the Jersey Shore player jumped right in front of him and grabbed it. A little too much under that ball as it hung. But Joe Khan comes in with the big tackle. Plenty of time in this game. Not ideal there. Not what we wanted to see, but... Seven minutes to go. This defense needs to come out and get a stop. Schaefer with the interception. He leads Georgie short interception as he gets his fourth of the season. And to compare, Seals Grove has four all season. Georgie short, Schaefer gets his fourth. Joe Kahn, 19 tackles in this game. First down and 10 for short. Seals Grove 40 yard line. This is going to go to Toom. In the backfield, go down quickly. 51 coming towards Schoen. He's pointing at him, talking to him, waving at him. Nothing. Ball's at the 41-yard line. Lost of one on the play. Clock continues to run. 6.44 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 17-14. Cheerleaders, fan, fans here on the near side. Try to cheer on the Seals Grove defense and come up with another big stop. Tight formation behind Lorison. Turns. Give it to Malecki. He's into the secondary. Lots of room. Finally tackled by Ziders chasing him from behind, but not until after he picks up a first down for sure. All the way to the 28-yard line. Regroup. Regroup. Still plenty of time. Got to come up with a stop here. A field goal only will give them a six-point lead. Just got to come up with a stop. Think. Everything comes quiet here as things get tighter here late in this ball game. They stay with the wishbone behind Lorson, letting the clock run. And there's going to be a flag on the play before we can get things going here. And the head official gets a call here, and it's going to be a false start against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Hey, after the game, you can hear scores and highlights with Sean Carey as he brings you Sunbury Motors game night. All right here on 94KX. 5.55 to go in the District 4 Quad A Championship game here. Penalty against Shore makes it a first down and 15 from the Sealens Grove 33-yard line. Lorson, look at the pass, being chased by Schaefer. Schaefer not able to get it to him. Lorson's still going and finally going to be finished off. As he's knocked to the turf by Schoen. Also getting up slow here on the near side is Khan. Well, that was an explosion. 
Both Schoen and Kahn getting there, the running back. That was a big hit. We got a stoppage in play here with an injury here on the near side. Sean, can we throw it to you for just two quick updated scores? Sean. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. Currently on 100.9, the Valley in the District 4 AAA semifinals. Mentoursville has taken the lead over Lewisburg 21-17 early in the fourth quarter. NAA, Southern Columbia over Troy in the fourth, 62-16. And final score, we've got Danville shutting out Shemokin tonight, 17 to nothing. So Danville will host the AAA final next week. Pat, Ryan, back to you. Thank you, Sean. Quick handoff to Toom. It's going to put it at the 30-yard line. So we're looking at about a third down and about 15, maybe a little more than that for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. 4.40 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing by three. 17 unanswered points by the Bulldogs. And... Gives them the 17-14 lead. Shotgun for Lorison. Drops back. Quick throw out in the flat. It hits the turf. Incomplete as it looked like it was intended for Toom. Who, if I'm not mistaken, has not had a catch all season long. But brings up a fourth down. And see if now Jersey Shore will punt this away. And look like they will with Peacock dropping back. Well, if Seals Grove has a rush package on a punt, now is the time. We haven't really seen them do it all year. But right now, you need your special teams to score with the offensive woes. And you need the possession here. Catch it clean. It's a bad kick if it's going to bounce. And Makai showers. That was heads up. Alertly turns and falls on top of it because it looked like it rolled off his back. I think it did hit him. So that was heads up. Makai showers. That was a big play by him just to jump on that ball in these conditions and hang on to it. Not easy to do. But, whoa, that could have been the game. That could have been the Schmokin ML Center backbreaker play of the game. And it looked like Nyland wanted to run up to it, but he didn't want to make it look obvious because he was kind of holding back, and then Micaiah Shower turns and flops on it. Yeah, Micaiah knew. He's like, that hit me. First down and 10 from the 10-yard line in Seals Grove territory with the Seals trailing 17-14. to 14. Shotgun for shock. Drop it back. Heavy pressure, and he's going to be tackled. All the way inside the five, close to the about the two Yard line. Jersey Shore comes through, gets another stop. Looked like it was Toom, number 52 on the sack. Well, they're looking just to get a big play right now. They were looking for Ben Swineford down the sideline. And Ryan, not enough time. Ryan Almond will check in, and Nylon checks out of the game. Christian Cancel split far to the right, Swineford to the left. Second down and 19. A keeper that time by Danny Shock breaks out of the crowd and almost broke it as he gets close to the 10-yard line. Oh, man. Wow, Danny Shock pops out of a pile, and it looked like he was going to take it to the house, but he just got grabbed from behind. One tackle away from going 99 yards. That was huge tackle there for Jersey Shore. The end result, now it's a third down and 11. As a timeout's going to be taken here, and it's going to be taken by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in a chance to reset things here. Three minutes and 12 seconds to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 17-14. to 14. 
They're going to call it a third down and 11 for the Sealands Grove Seals. Scoring recap again. Schoen got on the board first. 14-yard touchdown run. It was 629 to go in the first quarter. That would be the score at the end of the first. Seals Grove led 7-0. Then Kahn had a 50-yard punt return. Extra point good. And Seals Grove led at that point 14-0. Lorson would finish off a 13-play drive for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs to cut the lead to 14-7. to That was the score at halftime. But then a field goal and a touchdown by Toome puts the Jersey Shore Bulldogs up 17-14 with 3-12 to go in the District 4 Quad A Championship game here from Thompson Street Stadium. Well, what do you got in your bag here, coaches? This is where you have a play that you've worked on for this moment. What do you got here? Third and long. You need a first down. Twins to each side. Shock drops back. Under some pressure. Going to take off and run. Slipping and sliding. He's not going to get to the 10-yard line. So it's going to be a fourth down, and Metzger will jog out and punt this one away and try to punt a punt of his life as Jersey Shore looking to get great field position with Anderson and Peacock dropping back to the Seals Grove 45-yard line. Looking for a good snap from Cam Fogarty. It is a good snap. Metzger gets rid of it. High, short punt, going to bounce at the 40 and get a roll of about five yards to the 45-yard line in Seals Grove territory for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with 2.31 to go. Ryan, this is where we talk about. We know they're going to run the ball. Can we stop them from running the ball? Because if you can't, lights out. Yeah, it, 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 a first down ends this game. A first down, unless they would get the first down on their first carry. Three runs here in a row and a first down. It'll cause Seals Grove to use all their timeouts. And I believe that'll be enough for Jersey Shore to run out the clock. So here you go. Tight formation. Turn. Gives it to Maliki. Hit in the backfield. Finished off by Khan after the pickup about three. Second down and seven. Seals Grove, two timeouts remaining. Coming up on 2.15 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 17-14. Lorson in no hurry. Junior quarterback for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Wishbone behind him. One wide receiver split to the left. Peacock the tight end on the right-hand side. Lorson finally going to take the snap here. Does. Gives it to Toom. Toom met. Drives forward and will be stopped at the 40-yard line. And they stop the clock with a timeout by the Sealers Grove Seals with 1.45 to go in this District 4 Quad A Championship game. Sealers Grove trailing by three. Big third down play. Third down in your district championship. That's what it is. Third down and five. But if the Sealers Grove Seals... Can't come up with a stop here on third down. That might be the ball game. 1.45 left. The clock is showing that Seals Grove has one timeout. Jersey Shore with three. This is it. This is it, folks. Hey, coming up after the game, get interviews with players and head coach Derek Hicks down on the field. Part of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Also, stats from our stack man, Zach Showers, the Smoking Inn, Health Center, Backbreaker, Play of the Game, and more. That's after the game. It's a service electric post-game show here 
on 94KX. Third down and five. Wishbone behind Lorson. One wide receiver split to the left. Long count. Lorson finally trying to get guys to jump off sides, and now a flag's thrown, and someone bobbed their head, and it's going to go against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. False start against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And this has been tough. I mean, Seals Group jumped there originally, but they got back. And then Jersey Shore jumped, and you can't have any movement on the offensive line. Both teams have really hurt themselves at the, with jumps offsides, defense and offensively. But, man, that was a big one there. Third down now and nine from this the 44-yard line. This is Seals Grove football on WQKX Sunbury. Third down and nine. 145 to go in the game. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs have it at the Seals Grove 44-yard line. Larson turns. Give it to Malecki. Trying to stretch it to the outside. He's got room. First down and more. And finally going to be knocked out of bounds short of the 25-yard line. And, Ryan, as you said it, and there's flags thrown everywhere. As Malecki found the crease and took it down and what appears to be a first down that will stand and it's going to be a personal foul penalty that's going to go against the seals gross seals just to add to it well a, a heck of a play call there they ran to the weak side of the field and got the blocks they needed to pick up the first down 136 seals Grove can stop the clock once Boy, I don't know. 25-second play clock, which has not been working here tonight. The play clocks have not been functioning. One side note, Ryan. Surprised by the crowd on the far side. Yeah, not a whole lot of people here for Jersey Shore. Shore. Definitely more Seals Grove fans. But they are celebrating at this point because after the personnel foul penalty, it's going to put it all the way down about the 13-yard line. Jersey Shore leading by three with 136 to go in the game, and they're in business looking to put the final nail in the coffin. Lorson under center, takes the snap, gives it to Toom. He blasts his way right at the line of scrimmage. Makai Showers is going to make the stop, take it down to the 11-yard line after the two-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and eight. Clock continues to run with 120 to go in the game. Seals Grove led 14-0, Jersey Shore 17 on answer points, and that's where we stand. Jersey Shore leading 17-14. As Jersey Shore in no hurry, clock winding down to about a minute left in the game. Wishbone behind Lorson. Wait for the official, put his hand up, let him know it's under five. Lorson takes the snap, give it to Maliki. Hit immediately, it'll go down. Ryan Allman on the stop. And now a timeout will be taken by the Sealens Grove Seals. And unofficially, it will be their final timeout of the game. Get a chance to send it to Sean. Sean, updated scores on some of those other games. I know you had some finals already here. 17-14 lead for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard, currently on 100.9 The Valley. Late in the game, Montoursville is leading Lewisburg 21-17. Danville has shut out Shemokin. That is a final tonight, 17 to nothing. Southern Columbia, that's gone final 69-16 as they defeat Troy. Earlier today, Mount Carmel with a win, 34-14 over North Penn Mansfield. And Muncie, your single A champ over Canton, nine to seven in the northern tier. Pat Ryan, back to you. 
Thank you, Sean. Here again, 48 seconds to go in the District 4 Quad A Championship game. And Seelong's Grove is on the ropes. Lead, uh, excuse me, trailing 17-14. And Jersey Shore has it at the Seelong's Grove 9-yard line. Lorson pitches it to Maliki. Bounces away the outside. He fumbles the ball. The ball's on the turf. Picked up by the Seelong's Grove Seals. With 41 seconds to go in the game, Seals Grove plays Ziders. Comes away with the 17th fumble recovery of the year for the Seals Grove Seals. And what's crazy is he was a shoestring tackle away from taking that to the house. Oh, my God. There's still breath in the Seals. Now, no timeout for the Seals. But that's okay on offense. First downs and out of bounds. But this offense has struggled since the first half. They would have come up with a huge play here at the hands of your freshman quarterback, Danny Schock. And we only need a field goal, a field goal to send this to overtime. And Rule has kicked a 33-yard field goal, his lone field goal of the season. Schock drops back, heavy pressure, gets rid of it. Show makes the catch at the 20. It's got room in front of him at the 30. Still going. Out of bounds beyond the 35-yard line goes Nate Schoen. Good blocking ahead of him by Christian Kantz and Brett Ford. And way to get out of bounds by Schoen. That was heads up. Secures it after the catch. Hangs on it with two hands and delivers a blow. Gets out of bounds. That's big yards there for the Seals. And Blaze Zider telling everyone, calm down here. Good snap to Shock. Drop it back under heavy pressure again. Quick out to Christian Kantz. First down pickup at the 48-yard line for Christian Kantz. Well, if the Seals get to the 25-yard line, that would be a 42-yard attempt. I have seen Rule kick 45-yard field goals in warm-ups. It is a colder night, not the greatest conditions on the field, as it is pretty muddy, but I would think they would attempt it. 25 seconds to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing by three. Shock drops back. Looking for Nyland and almost intercepted. Little high. A little high even for the defender. Danny had to get rid of it there. He was under a ton of pressure. Nyland does give a little bit of a push there, but it does fall down. Regroup, breathe. Still 20 seconds left. 20 seconds to go in the game. Seals Grove second down and 10 from their own 48-yard line. Trailing by three. Shock drops back. Gives the screen to Schoen. Schoen is going. Spins away from the tackle at the 30. 35. Got to get up. He didn't get out of bounds. Oh, first down. First down. First down. Got to spike it. Got to spike, spike it. it here. As Danny Shock quickly get guys up to the line of scrimmage with 10 seconds to go. Wait for the blow here. And he spikes it. And they'll stop the clock with 9.1 seconds to go following that screen pass to Schoen that took the ball into Jersey Shore territory all the way out to the 20. We're, they're at the 33-yard line. This 27? No, 30, 34. Can't tell with all the, the muddle. The, the clock has it at the 27. Well, they're wrong. Yeah. I wish it was the 27. Nine seconds to go in the championship game here. Danny Shock in a shotgun formation. Drops back. Looking over the middle. Fakes it. Loses the ball. Comes on top of it. The clock's going to wind down. Well, it should be an incomplete pass. That should be an incomplete pass. The officials are going to have to chit-chat it. That came out of his hands. Incomplete. Yeah, that's incomplete pass. The officials are talking about it. Should be incomplete pass. No call yet. Officials are still talking. He's Bring up another guy. It's making an incomplete pass. 
Siders. Nope, get off the field. Incomplete pass. Off the field. Gandy went to throw it. Came out of his hands. It's an incomplete pass. Seals Grove looks like they'll get one more play here. They came on the field. That should be a flag in itself that the whole yeah. student body came out on the field. If this game is still live, how do you let that happen? Should be a penalty against Jersey Shore. Not one guy from Seals Grove came out on the field, but the whole student body and all the players came out on the field to celebrate along with the coaches. Tom Gravish is going to come out. Definitely an incomplete pass, but they're not going to throw a penalty. Now we got coaches out on the field for Jersey Shore talking to the officials. Got four coaches talking to the officials. One, and there's going to be a flag on the play. Oh, now you're in field goal range. Is this going to go against Jersey Shore? They're still screaming at the officials. Now are they going to try to kick a field goal here? They, I think they are. That's going to be a 15-yarder. It's going to go against Jersey Shore. There's no time left on the clock. So they're going to walk this off. Are they going to try to kick a field goal here? They're going to they send the out here to try to this kick a field a goal. This will be a 37-yard attempt. It should move it to about the 20-yard line. So a 37-yard attempt we're probably going to see to force overtime. Unbelievable for Seals Grove to even have this opportunity. And Kyle rolls along. It's going to be a timeout taken by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Ryan, we've been doing this for 10 years. I've never seen this. A finish like this is unbelievable. When it looked like Jersey Shore could all they had to do was wind the clock out, they go with the pitch to Malecki. He fumbles, picked up by Zyder, who was a shoestring away from taking it the distance. And now Seals Grove has turned it into having a field goal opportunity to try to tie this one up. And I feel bad for the Jersey Shore kids here because their coaches did this. I mean, the guys have been out of control. They've had multiple times tonight where they've been showing their frustrations. And now they just cost 15 yards. Now let me get, don't get me wrong, this is a tough kick. It's cold. The field's not good. It's a 37-yard attempt. But the chances are there. The percentages are not as bad as a, as a heave into the end zone there from 40 yards out. A huge penalty against this coaching staff. And they could cost their kids here a chance at a district title. No time left on the clock. So this will be the final play, barring a defensive penalty. Kyle Rule will spot it down at the 25 to make it a 35-yard field goal attempt here. He's had a 33-yard field goal to his credit. They have it spotted down. Reinhardt does the snappy. Brett Ford will do the holding, and they're still screaming coaches on the Jersey Shore sidelines. Screaming. Tom Gravish, they're all screaming at each other. This is quite a scene. Looking for the snap. Good snap. Good hold. Kick is up. Plenty of distance, did it make it? It's gone! It's gone! We're going to overtime! Unbelievable! And he made it by a couple yards. What a great placement by Brett Ford. The snap was a little high. He grabs it and sets it down. Huge play by Brett Ford. Wow, great set. And Kyle Royal, just enough leg. It kicks it straight down the center. Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this in the 10 years that we've been covering high school football together, Pat. But Seals goes alive. And how will Jersey Shore respond? The premature celebration, the coaches losing their mind, and ended up costing their kids a district championship in regulation. Now they still have a shot at it in overtime, but overtime is much different rules. Much different rules.
We'll let you hear the crowd here on the near side, and mayhem has happened here. If you're an all-state insurance watcher, the commercials, <laughs> this has been mayhem. Mayhem. But it's in the favor of the Seals at this point. They've been able to tie it up on Kyle Rule's 35-yard field goal under extreme conditions as he was able to finish off a six-play, 62-yard drive, taking just 41 seconds. He kicks a 35-yard field goal off the Reinhardt snap, Brett for a hold, and he boomed the uprights to tie this one up at 17-17 as time expired. And, and what, what are you going to get now here in overtime? What kind of energy is Jersey Shore going to come out with? They just came out emotional, thought they won a district title celebrating. Now they got to come back out in overtime and play football. Steelers Grove, which thought it was all over, looked fatigued, comes out, goes down the field, and kicks a game-tying field goal. They're going to come out with all the energy in the world. They've given second chance at life here in this game. Man, this overtime is going to be something. Now it's from the 25-yard line or 20-yard line in high school overtime. You'll get you'll get first down and well, might be from the 20 in high school, 25 in college. Is our stat guy now? We'll have to set it up here and see. Again, Seelands Grove able to get a 35-yard field goal. Only the second field goal by rule, both of them all season against Jersey Shore. That's crazy. By the way, I knew it was different high school. High school is the 10-yard line. So we, each team will get the ball from the 10-yard line. With both very capable kickers on both sides for the Seals and for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, if that should be what makes the difference in this game. Again, Seals throw six-play drive covering 62 yards, taking 41 seconds following the Malecki fumble. And Kyle Rule kicks a 35-yard field, no question, up through the uprights. That's the Seals Grove forward. Try summer. Man, 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 what's your backbreaker play of the game so far, Matt? <laughs> I haven't seen one There's in this. There's so many. There are so many in this game. And if that field goal is not the alpha electrical electrifying call of the game, Sean, we're coming for you. <laughs> there goes that man. Ah. <laughs> uh, so the clock is running with just 29 seconds. I guess that's how much time before we'll get this one going again. The captains will meet to find out who gets the ball first. Khan, Schoen, Swineford, Nyland. And for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, Peacock, Toom, O'Connor, and also number 62, and that's Joe Lorson. And you say, like, how do you handle the emotion of this? How? What's... You had Jersey Shore's student body out on the field celebrating after that. You got to eat some humble pie right now. I'm just glad the official saw the incomplete pass by, I mean, it was no question. He yeah, his throw hand. it, and he came right out of yep. his hand. So the captains meet, and we'll keep an eye on this because this is all important. Of who's going to field the ball first? If you win the toss, you'll defer to play defense first. That way you know what the other team's done, and it will set up what you need to do. But both these teams are capable, as we saw in this game already, of kicking field goals. Griffin Griffin has a long of 48 yards, and now Kyle Rule has a long of 35 yards. 
Well, you have to go on our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107, and find the post this week and just write something, write an emotion in there. What are you feeling as a fan here listening on 94KX? So if I understood that right, Seals Grove will get the ball first. Did you see that there? I think Jersey Shore won the toss. Deferred to get the ball second here in overtime. What an atmosphere. It's all being heard right over on 94KX. We're looking for Smogan and Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. We've been keeping an eye on the Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week. And keep in mind, we're not allowed to pick our own game. Why not? <laughs> That's the rules. Kevin Hurst sets the rules. I don't like the rules. Because this has been a definite tough game of the week. We had the Danville Smokin game, and Smokin got beat up by Danville. So Danville will advance in the playoffs. So Seals Grove will get the ball first at the 10-yard line with your quarterback, Danny Schock, jogs out. He'll send two wide receivers to the right. Nate Schoen, the lone back in the backfield, wouldn't be surprised if he gets it in the gut. Nope, it's design keeper by Schock. He's to the goal line, short. He was stretching it, but actually they'll mark him back. He went down at the five. It looked like he had a crease. But a good five yards, good positive play. Second down from the five in overtime. If you just joined us, 17-17, we're in overtime in the District 4 Quad A Championship game. Danny shotgun and shotgun again. He's going to give it to Schoen. Hit the backfield. He fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball. They Schoen fumbled the ball. And Jersey Shore comes away with it. And remember, Jersey Shore... Capable field goal kicker. To feel the balloon just deflated. Hey, it's not done. Not done. It's not done. Get it back. See how they handle this. You were you thought you thought you were done with 50 seconds to go in the game and the ball popped free. You're not done. You gotta make a play now. And this defense is plenty capable of making a play. They'll set it at the 10-yard line. Jersey Shore has the ball. We're in overtime, tied up 7-17. Lorson under center, takes the snap, gives it to Toom. Straight through the middle, he'll get down to the 5-yard line. So he'll match the 5-yard run that Seals Grove had on their first play of overtime. Well, man, down on the field, slowly getting up. And that is... Shower slow to get to his feet. They're going to mark it at the six, looks like, just short of the five-yard line. Second down for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They score here, and they win the District 4 Quad A Championship. Lorson under center. Lorson takes it, gives it to Toom. Toom blasts his way inside the five, down to about the three-yard line. So third down and five. They'll mark it at the four, though, so it's not even at five. It'll be at the four-yard line, third down here for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Trying to advance and receive gold here in the District 4 Quad A Championship game. Wishbone behind Lorson. Takes the snap. Gives to Maliki. Maliki down close to the goal line. They're going to say he's down inside the one, the one-yard line. So they go for it here, or are they going to try to kick the field goal, and they'll send Griffin out as Griffin will attempt the field goal here. You need to get a jump. You need to get a jump here. 
and you might as well try. The worst yeah. case is a penalty, and it can have the distance to the goal, yeah. which would be in three inches. you got to jump hard. Do you get any timeouts in overtime? Yeah, you should, but I don't know. So here it is. Peacock will do the holding, and it will be a timeout taken here. You asked, and you get. As Nyland's asking for the crowd here on the near side to take it to a whole nother volume. Now the scoreboard says three timeouts for Jersey Shore, zero for Seals Grove, but that was some regulation. We're not paying attention to the scoreboard. They didn't reset it for halftime, so I think each team gets a timeout. Seals Grove burns theirs there. I I agree, Pat. I think worst case scenario, you you, you get called for a penalty and it moves a couple feet, or not even, a couple inches. And I have to game join Sean Carey for scores and highlights from across the region, including the Alpha Electric electrifying call of the game. Griffin will attempt the field goal here for the win. Lord, or Peacock with the hold. Waiting on the snap. Snap's good. The hold's good. The kick's up, and the kick is through. Jersey Shore wins the District 4 Quad A Championship game over the Seals Grove Seals. An unbelievable game here tonight for both teams. Again, Seals Grove fell behind, or excuse me, got out to a lead of 14-0 before Jersey Shore ran off 17 unanswered points to lead 17-14. But Kyle Rule kicks a 35-yard field goal as time expires to send one this one in overtime. Seals Grove got the ball first. Fumbled the ball back to Jersey Shore. Seals Grove defense stopped Jersey Shore at the one-yard line. But Griffin kicks the field goal through to win the game for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And the Jersey Shore Bulldogs advance to the District 4 Quad A Championship game. Some extracurricular stuff going on over here as I think a Jersey Shore fan ran over here to celebrate. And now people are being restrained as it looked like it was going to break out to a fight here on the far side bleachers in the grass don't know what's going on there we don't need any extracurricular stuff going on here the security guard being told to check things out but we're going to keep a focus here at midfield team shaking as traditional handshake what a battle here tonight as the seals grow seals are going to come up short to the jersey shore bulldogs 20 to 17 as Seals Grove Seals will receive silver medals here tonight as the Jersey Shore Bulldogs will walk away with district gold. We're going to take a break here, and we're going to send it back to Sean, get some updated scores. We have the gold medal ceremony that's going to have to go here and the silver medal being passed out to every player. So... An extended post-game show here for you. So we're going to take a quick break here, send it back to Sean. Some commercials, and give us a chance to take a breather here. Sean, send it back to you. All right, Pat, thanks very much. We'll be cranking up our 
Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show in just a few moments. What an exciting matchup tonight at Thompson Street Stadium in Jersey Shore as the Bulldogs take the District 4 Quad A title over the Seals Grove Seals by score 20-17. to Coming up next week, it'll be Jersey Shore taking on Potts Grove as the state playoffs get underway. Potts Grove last night defeated Pottstown in the District 1 Quad A final 40-6. to Our first whip around of final scores across the Valley tonight in the District 4 AAA semifinals. Danville pitching a 17-0 shutout over Shemokin. And next up for Danville, they will be hosting Montoursville in the AAA final next week. Montoursville getting the win 21-17 over Lewisburg. Tonight in the AA semifinals, Southern Columbia cruising past Troy 69-16. Earlier this afternoon, the Mount Carmel area Red Tornadoes defeated North Penn Mansfield 34-14. So the much-anticipated Southern Columbia-Mount Carmel matchup at Tiger Stadium will happen next weekend for the AA title. Earlier this afternoon in the District 4 Single-A Championship, it was Muncie and Canton in a rematch of two 5-0 teams from the regular season. It was Muncie defeating Canton by a score of 9-7. Canton defeated Muncie in the regular season at Muncie. Muncie gets payback today and also the hardware. Muncie's second district championship in three years. Tonight, Jersey Shore gets the championship in District 4 Quad A as they defeat Seals Grove 20-17. Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show coming up next on 94KX. You're listening to Seals Grove Seals Football presented by Seals Grove Ford, a special sports presentation on 94KX. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. I'm dreaming of a Cold Stony Hill Christmas. Look, I told you I'd come back to Cold Stony Hill Tree Farm, but if you keep that up, I'm taking you home and coming back myself. Hey, I can't help it if I'm filled with holiday cheer. Oh, is that what you call it? Well, yeah, I do. And it's because of their annual open house. It's the 23rd through the 25th, and I want to reserve our spot. There's going to be local crafters there that have door prizes, and the first 50 trees sold will have free ornaments to go with them. Santa's going to be there on the 24th, too. Just don't try to sit on his lap like last year. Visit ColdStonyHill.com and see more on Facebook on the open house and Santa's visit. Cold Stony Hill Tree Farm, Mexico Road, Milton. 94KX. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cablevision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Tiger Thompson Street Stadium. The Seals Grove Seals fall to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. 17, or excuse me, 20 to 17 in overtime. Again, Ryan down on the field, and situation's a bit different here with the medals that will be given out to both teams. First, the silver medals to the Seals Grove Seals. And just an unbelievable finish to a high school football game. Just when you think Jersey Shore was just going to run the clock out and win this one, 17-14. Seals Grove able to recover their 17th fumble recovery of the season as the Blaze Ziders was able to come up with the recovery. Almost had a chance to take it into the end zone, going the other way. Shoestring tackle, he fell to the turf, but gave Sealsgrove the ball. Sealsgrove able to work the ball into Jersey Shore, Shore territory with quick passes to Nate Schoen. And then finally, a what it looked to be a 
fumble, at least Jersey Shore thought it was a fumble on what would have been the last play of the game. Officials came in and said it was an incomplete pass, so it stopped the clock. And then the Jersey Shore coaching staff went crazy and got a flag thrown on them. It worked the ball down to the 15-yard line, and Kyle Rule was able to kick a 35-yard field goal to tie the game up and send it overtime. But then it was the Jersey Shore Bulldogs able to kick the field goal in overtime after the Seals' defense stopped them at the one-yard line to win this one, 20-17. Taking a look at the scoring recap. Nate Schoen got on the board first, 14-yard touchdown run, 6.29 to go in the first quarter. A seven-play drive covering 46 yards, took two minutes and 42 seconds. The field goal, the extra point good, and it was 7-0. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. And then Joe Kahn would get on the board on a 53-yard punt return with 6.50 to go in the first half. The extra point by Rule Good, and it was 14-0 lead for the Seals Grove Seals. But Jersey Shore would be able to get on the board. Lorison on a two-yard touchdown run with 2.24 to go in the first half. That completed a 13-play drive covering 66 yards, 4 minutes and 24 seconds it took. The extra point good, and the Seals Grove lead was cut in half to 14-17. to 17. That would be the score at the end of the first half. But then the Jersey Shore Bulldogs would get a field goal, the first field goal of the game by Griffin from 30 yards out with 5.01 to go in the third, completing a 14-play drive, covering 50 yards, took 5 minutes and 18 seconds. The field goal was good, and at that point it was 14-10 lead for the Seals Grove Seals. But then Toome... Led the way in the rushing department for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Would get a four-yard touchdown run with just nine seconds to go in the third. Ten-play drive, 65 yards. Took minutes, two minutes and 55 seconds. The extra point good. And that was the first lead for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 17 to 14. That would be the score at the end of the third quarter, 17 to 14. Then Seals Grove with no time left on the clock. Tyler. Would get a 35-yard field goal by the by the Seals Grove Seals, completing a six-play drive covering 62 yards, just 41 seconds it took, and tied the game up 17-7. Would send it into overtime. Seals Grove would have the ball first, fumbled the ball away to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Jersey Shore would get it back in overtime. They'd run three plays and then finally get the 27-yard field goal by Griffin to win the game 20-17. to 17. Taking a look at the Seals Grove Seals receiving silver medals tonight. Joey Hoover, Joe Kahn, Teague Hoover, Christian Kantz, Nate Schoen, Brett Ford, Josh Snyland, Corey Bastian, Nate Hackenberger, Isaiah Showers, Ben Swineford, Nick Schaefer, Ethan Buck, Connor Grove, Dominic Checo, Danny Schock, Scott Kissinger, Matt, or excuse me, Wyatt Metzger, Tyler Dugan, Dean Hollenbach, all these guys receiving silver medals for the Seals Grove Seals as they wrap up the 2018 season. Aaron Smith, Devin Pardo, Austin Rice, also Jack Hahn, Kyle Rule, Braden Herman, Sam Swimley, Aiden Shea, Aaron Rothamall, these all guys receiving silver medals as we look out on the field right now. PA announcer making the announcements, going right down the field. 
What a battle here tonight between these two teams. Again, you want to stick around as we make our way through the postgame show here. The Service Electric postgame show for you. We're going to get a stat from our stat man, Zach Showers. Before we do that, talk about the Schmokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And boy, as we said during the broadcast, there's an awful lot of game, an awful lot of candidates in a game like this between both teams. But obviously the game, the play that made all the difference, the 27-yard field goal in overtime for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs is the difference. And that's are the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Schmokendam Health Center offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. That's the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Again, running down, the guys receiving silver medals here tonight. Ryan Allmitt, Luke Perkowski, Nick Young, Derek Klein, Everett Thomas, Micaiah Showers, Blaze Ziders, Nick Klein, Elijah Easton, Cameron Fogarty, Damon Catherman, Giuseppe Ferraro, Trey Bainey, Aiden Pryor, Michael Hayes, all these guys again. Going down, a PA announcing each and every one of these guys are getting their medals here tonight. Brady Hoot, Garrett Benford, Gavin Carroll, Connor Reinhardt, who had the snap two, four, that allowed Kyle Rule to kick the field goal to send this game in overtime. Michael Maul, Matt Carroll, Oscar Macharo. Heard about his name in special teams all night long. What a good game by Oscar Macharo. Also, Travis Meckley, Colton Hoover, and Kevin Gerhardt. The seniors playing their last game for the Seals Grove Seals. Of course, Joe Kahn. What a warrior tonight. As he was hurt multiple times, continued to come out. He had a punt return for a touchdown. Also, senior Ben Swineford played well defensively against good passing attack for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Other seniors running down, Aaron Smith. Thomas Everett, we mentioned him, number 53, Blaze Ziders. What a pleasure watching him all year long and in his career. Came on as a sophomore. Remember, he would come in and spell Tony Dresser at that defensive end position. But, boy, he got his opportunity on the big stage and made the most of his senior playing his last game in the Seals Grove Seals football uniform. But he's got a lot more going on in his athletic career as he continues through the winter and then into the spring. Big baseball player for the Seals Grove Seals. Also, Garrett Benford, number 73, senior. That wraps up the seniors for the Sealands Grove Seals. Again, come away with silver medal here tonight for the Sealands Grove Seals. Let's take a break, come back, get ready to get the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Also, some updated scores as they will now turn their attention to the gold medals for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Send it to a break. Come back to wrap things up here from Thompson Street Stadium with the Seals Grove Seals fall to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 2017 in overtime. 94.1 WQKX is the station that cares about the community. You vote so you care. How about you running for public office? Learn all you need to know at the How to Run for Public Office workshop sponsored by the League of Women Voters on Saturday, November 17th at the Union County Government Center. For more information, go to the League's website, lwvlewisburgarea.com or call 570-522-0944.
Rage. We're bringing it back here to Thompson Street Stadium. Ryan has Derek Hicks down on the field. Let's see if we can walk over and grab him real quick. Now he walks away from him, so not sure if we're going to get to Derek or not. Down on the field. As Ryan's talking to the first lady of Seals Grove football. Mrs. Hicks down on the field. But again, I'm asking Ryan to go over and grab Derek Hicks. We got to get to this is live radio. We ain't got time to be doing whatever else is going on. But again, congratulations to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Coming away with gold medals. They're announcing all the players on the far side. Both teams have a lot of guys coming back, but boy, they lose very significant seniors as well. One of them for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, their running back, Toom, who had a great night tonight for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, I'm going to take a look at his numbers here when we get our stats from Zach Showers. We'll get a look at those numbers here as Derek walked away. Chit-chat with someone now, so Ryan's having a hard time grabbing him here. So let's take a look at the stats here again. Give it to me of our stat man, Zach Showers. Seals Grove Falls 20-17 to in overtime to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Team number, Seals Grove end up with 10 first downs. Jersey Shore, 17. In the rushing department, Jersey Shore, 259 yards on the ground to Seals Grove, just 54. Passing department, Seals Grove, 108. Jersey Shore, 98. So the final total yards, Jersey Shore, 357 yards. Seals Grove, 162. We got Ryan down on the field. He's able to catch up with Joe Kahn, and he has Derek Hicks as well. So let's not waste any time. Send it down on the field. Yep, we're down here in the field, Pat. This is Seals Post Game Show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. I do got Mr. Football himself, the guy that to me resembles Seals Grove football through and through, Joe Kahn. Not the results you wanted tonight, but, man, what a game. You had 25 tackles, two of them for a loss. What are your thoughts right now as you just played your last game as a Seals Grove Seal? Uh, well, when uh, Coach Shakespeare was sitting at the end there, I, uh, when he was done talking to us, I brought everybody in. I was telling them that they're the, they're the future of Seals Grove football and to, to use this as motivation for next year and years on and that th- – uh, it was a pleasure playing with them for for the year, and that they're always going to be my brothers. No, like, no matter what, they're always going to be my brothers. There's no, there's no if and or buts about it. Well, Joe, you, you had a big game tonight. Like I said, you had the 25 tackles. I saw you come off the field. Your arm looked to be hanging a little bit. It looked like they might adjust the shoulder a little bit, and you were right back in there at that never quit mentality. But coming to the end of the game, speaking of never quitting. Take us through the last 50 seconds of the game when we you got the fumble. You guys got the fumble recovery and started marching down the field. What was what was the talk in the in, in the in the huddle, or what's the talk at the line of scrimmage? You guys are trying to race for that touchdown. Uh, it, it was an emotional roller coaster. I, uh, ben Ben Swineford uh, stripping the ball out, Blazers picking it up. I thought he was taking it to the house. Uh, doesn't he didn't have the the uh, runaway speed there. He was getting swarmed, but uh, it, it was it was unreal in the Kyle rules. Uh, Big kick, big field goal. That was it was nuts. It, it was it, this might have been the greatest. Even though we lost, it might have been the greatest game I ever played in. I love these guys to death. And Jersey Shore, good, great for them. I I wish them well, and I can't wait to see what these uh, younger guys got for next year. Well, Joe, your, your career is done as a seal, 
anything you want to say to Seal Nation and, and your coaching staff as you get your last interview here on Eagle 107? Well, it's hitting me like a brick wall right now. It's sad, and I, I, I thank Seal Nation. I've, I've been playing since midget football. I just had a seal on my chest, and this being my last time repping the number two seal and scrub, it, it's sad, but it, 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 I, I just want to thank my coaches for, for always supporting me and always giving me tips and helping, just helping me with life in general. Like it, it, football outside of a, like even outside of the, like the field, they, they always help me with life like with uh lessons learned along the way like how to treat people probably be a man of character and that's what we preach at seals Grove football well joe you've been a man of character you've also been a man of seals Grove football you you have been a, a representation of many many years of hard nose never give up football and on behalf of eagle 107 and, and seal nation i thank you for your type of play and continuing that tradition you're going to be missed definitely one of my all-time favorites well thank you very much and i'm gonna miss seeing you guys <laughs> yeah but you know what you're gonna get to see some more i'm sure you'll be playing in college and good luck at that level thank you very much all right pat we're going to continue down here in the field maybe i can get a hold of uh uh coach hicks here Coach Hicks might be ready. I think he looks ready. Coach, I don't even want to step in the way here with any questions. That was a crazy game. What's your thoughts on how that, that played out? Uh, you know, one of the most probably bizarre games. You know, early on, we, uh, I, you know, I thought we had the opportunity to probably be up 21-7, and we, we had a couple miscues. Um, and then, you know, of course, the the thing everybody's talking about, which was the the whistle on the, the hook and lateral and, uh, you know, that could have potentially been 21-28. So we lost some points on the field in the first half. And against Jersey Shore, uh, you know, you're in a district championship game. you got to capitalize on every opportunity. What were your thoughts there as you're sending out young Kyle Rule to kick a, a 35-yard field goal attempt? And what was going on through your head as that play was playing out? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I'm just, I know we've done it in practice over and over and over again. But, you know, doing it on a muddy, sloppy field on a, on a you know, Saturday night, I guess, district championship. Uh, to his credit, man, he just, just kicked it. He kept his cool. They tried to ice him with the timeout, and uh, he did a great job. Coach, he has some great, not a big senior class, but some very good seniors. Yeah, you know, and just, you know, name a few, Swineford and Ziders. And when I really think of it, a guy to me that resembles and represents what Seals Your Football has been for many decades now, Joe Kahn, he graduates 25 tackles tonight. What are your thoughts on Joe as he just played his last uh, football game as a Seal? Yeah, I mean, that whole group, you know, what a career for him. Uh, you know, Joe couple years starter for us on defense two years on offense uh and, and you know you just you, you never replace a guy like that you just you get some other bodies to step in and you hope that his leadership skills kind of rubbed off on some of these young guys uh that they could step up but that whole group i mean ben swineford did a great job for us both sides of the ball uh everett thomas stepped in at nose guard and kind of just took that job over and did a you know nice job when ben forgot healthy and came in you know he was great and uh, Blaze, I thought, I just actually was saying last night that Blaze Ziders had an amazing year, far better than I, than I could have predicted. And, you know, that's what you expect out of your seniors. It's their last chance, and those guys certainly went out fighting. Coach, couldn't have said it better myself that you, Blaze Ziders and that whole that whole senior staff had just an amazing job they did this year. Also, you and your coaching staff, another amazing job. Continue improvements on this team. 
and congratulations on a great season. Not the goal that you wanted, but definitely an unbelievable season by your players and you and your coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, good year, and like you said, you always want that championship, but, uh, you know, to, to, to be where we were at after the, the first, the regular season, sitting at four and six, and to come up here and play like this in a district championship game, I told the guys they got nothing to hang their heads about. They should be proud of what they did. And we're proud of them as fans of Seal Nation, and we thank you guys for that. Congratulations on a great season. Get a little bit of rest here and go find some warmth. Eh, maybe. We'll see. Thank you. All right, Pat, we're done down here in the field with the Seals postgame show presented by Service Ledger Cablevision. We'll continue with you and Zach back up in the booth. Thank you, Ryan, from down on the field. Great job once again catching up with Joe Conn. Up in the booth. In the booth. Thank you, Ryan, from down on the field. Great job once again catching up with Joe Conn and hearing his emotion. It's, you know, I've talked to athletes over the years, and when your season, your career ends, Suddenly, like that, uncertainty until the very last play, very difficult to deal with and uh, go through some down points there. But Joe's got a future ahead of him and uh, on the football field and all. So congratulations to him and his family and to all the seniors. Ryan mentioned them, Zyder, Swineford, Davis, Benford, Thomas. You know, they, they, they put their stamp on their uh, on the careers here at Seals Grove. So congratulations to them. Yeah, we talked about the Schmokadam Hill Center backbreaker play of the game, and it was the field goal that wrapped things up for the game here tonight and send Jersey Shore home with the gold medal. Taking a look at the rest of the numbers, team numbers once again, 357 total yards for Jersey Shore, 162 for the Seals. Penalties, seven penalties for Seals Grove, 10 against Jersey Shore. Turnovers. Seals Grove had three turnovers, Jersey Shore with two. Griffin, again, 27-yard game-winning field goal. Khan had a 53-yard punt return, caught that in full stride and took it in for the touchdown, which was the second score for the Seals to put them up 14-0. Look at individual numbers. Lorson, 12 for 20, 98 yards. His targets on the night, three catches for Peacock for 33 yards. Guthrie ended up four catches and 25 yards. Rushing department. Well, Toom, he had a breakout one first time against the Seals Grove Seals. He ended up with 158 yards, 31 carries, and a touchdown. Malecki, 66 yards. Seacrest, 23 yards. Lorson had 18 yards on 11 carries and the touchdown run for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. For the Seals Grove Seals in the rushing department, shown 10 carries, 38 yards, touchdowns. And for Shock, 12 carries, 17 yards. Con, 5 carries for Minus one yard. Pass the department for the Seals Grove Seals. Shock ended up 11 for 23, 108 yards, and he did have one pick. His main targets here tonight, Nyland, four catches, just 18 yards. He also did find Schoen late in that game for two catches for 36 yards. Kantz, two catches, 29 yards. Swineford, two catches and 24 yards. We're going to take our final break. Come back. Wrap things up here from Thompson Street Stadium where the Seals Grove Seals fall in overtime to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 20-17. to 17. Send it to break. This is Seals Grove football on 94KX. 
hit the decks with 94KX and Liberty Travel, June of 2019. Be part of the KX crew and join Tom and Laura when they set sail from New York City to Bermuda on the Norwegian Escape for seven nights of all-inclusive luxury cruising with 94KX crew perks along the way. All beverages, all restaurants, transportation, and all fees are included in the KX crew price. Pink sand beaches, colorful underwater life, and fantastic shopping are waiting for you, Central Pennsylvania. Why wait? Book now and experience beautiful Bermuda. Call Trudy at Liberty Travel at 570-280-7003 and let her know you want to hit the decks with 94KX. Get all the details at WQKX.com. Scale new heights with Service Electric Cablevision Internet Service. One gig is here. Your entire family can binge watch their favorite shows online, stream movies and music, game like a champion, tweet and Snapchat with friends, all at once on multiple devices. One gig means everyone can do more seamlessly with no buffering or slowdowns. Call 877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash internet today. That's secv.com slash internet. Don't miss a moment with HBO and Cinemax from Service Electric Cablevision. Escape the everyday with new movies every week and the latest, most addictive shows like Sharp Objects, Game of Thrones, and Succession. Watch live, stream anytime, or catch up on demand. All included free with your subscriptions. Call today to get HBO and Cinemax half price for six months from SECV or visit secv.com slash HBO. That's secv.com slash HBO. Offer ends November 23rd. 94KX Welcome back to the Service Electric Cablevision post-game show. Seals Grove Falls to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 2017 in overtime as Griffin for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs he kicks a 27-yard field goal to win it for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and they capture gold. Ryan, we're going to wrap things up here. Ten seasons we've been doing this and uh, you know, you can go through the years and think about all the crazy games, things we've been involved in. We knew coming into this that we've seen crazy games here at Thompson Street Stadium, a 6-2 game, a 14-6 game, years gone by. But, boy, the way this thing, the, the level of change in the emotion and the dramatics, I don't know if could have been uh, surpassed by anything else we've seen. <laughs> I'll tell you, that was that was a great game tonight. I, I Just a never-give-up mentality. I love it. Things weren't going great, but man, when when the opportunity arose, Seals Group took advantage of it and pushed that into overtime. And you never want to lose, obviously, and you want to win the district championship. But that was an entertaining game, and I, and I love the effort by not only just the players but the coaching staff just to keep it going there. And man, not 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 the way you want to end, but just a great game to cover. You know, I look back to the way the season ended last year: 33-32 loss to Bethlehem Catholic. Uh, you know, in a in two-point conversion attempt. And we walked away from that one feeling like, you know, it's got to wrap up one way or another for these seniors and, and for the uh, SEAL Nation. You know, that in a loss, you know, that's what you're going to have to stomach. That's not all bad. And I think tonight the same. I mean, they did not give up. Obviously, freshman quarterback on a big stage uh, was able to come up big in big plays. Nate shown big plays to put themselves in for an opportunity. And then you got your sophomore kicker, booming a 35-yard field goal on grass. Well, we talked about all week how bad this turf is. Grass. <laughs> mud <laughs> on mud. <laughs> people told me that it's been like this for 30, 40 years. I talked to uh, Danny Schock's dad today uh, during uh, a basketball game and, the, and his daughter's playing. And he said he played up here years and years ago, and it was in that same type of condition. So to be able to kick a 35-yard 
35-yard field goal in any circumstance on a high school level is amazing, but to do it with the pressure that was involved in there, Reinhardt, Reinhardt with the perfect snap, four with the hold, and and uh, for Kyle Rule to be able to kick it through to send it in overtime. They did come up short, but a lot of great moments. Uh, pretty amazing game. Definitely one that we'll uh, always remember. And, and uh, you know, it, it's crazy. We've been doing this 10 years now, and you know what? These kids stay the same age, and you and I get older. And, and you know, I love this, this age. I love watching high school kids play football and, and they bring the ups and downs with it and as they're as they're growing and I, and I like what joe Kahn said there at the end about you know this is what sports is and what it's supposed to be and he talked about you know building character and stuff and, and what this football program meant to him it's just more than the friday night lights and stuff there's a lot of life lessons there's a there's family and relationships that you build in it and boy that was uh, exciting tonight and to see them celebrating with each other and you know, just taking in the moment on the field goal to send it overtime is just a great uh, opportunity for kids. And not everyone gets this. Not everyone plays high school football. Not everyone plays high school sports. And uh, these kids will forever have tonight in the special moment, the ups and downs of it, uh, that'll carry on forever. And hopefully, they have the life, some good life lessons from it. And you got to talk to Joe Con, thank him for his uh, career, allowing us to cover it, and uh, gave everything he could possibly have up until the very last play. And. You know, we say it every year, the seniors, you know, as they go away from this, uh, and you said it, a life lesson, and they get an opportunity to be a part of a, a historic program and uh, put their stamp on a, a Seals Grove uh, program, and they certainly do that. did that once again. And Joe Kahn, Ziders, and you heard Derek say he had no idea that Ziders could put it to the level he did this year. We continue game in and game out. Talk about the level of play and disruption he created from that defensive end uh, position. And you think about Ziders. I mean, yeah, he had an unbelievable year from a defensive end stance. And, and, you know, we've seen some good defensive ends. But how many defensive ends were also the center? I mean, this guy just played every play of every game at an extremely high level. And, and, and such a good character, too. I got to talk to him many times on the field and just, you know, a wonderful, wonderful young man. And his dad is a is a big supporter at every game and and he's listened to us on the radio and he turns around i'm gonna i'm gonna miss that stuff for sure i i hope uh Stu still comes to the games because he helps us out at times with numbers and stuff so i'm definitely gonna miss that but yeah blaze zider's another one you know him and joe and and swineford and tom all those guys it's, it's a small senior class but boy they, they they put a mark on this year and you know it was an up and down year it was a hard get flow to go for them and they never gave up and and they you know it was a successful season. I don't care what the record is. I know they didn't win the district title, but they went through a lot. There's a lot of injuries, a lot of change. They tried everything. They're willing to do whatever it took. And uh, for that, I, I, I'm, I'm proud, you know, to be a Seals Grove Seal and and to support this football team and just a bunch of good kids. Definitely going to be missed. Man, we go all the way back to the Lewisburg game where they lost by ten, and then. Week two, they beat the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and you know a lot of memories as you go through the great game against Berwick, Loyal Sock. We went there, never been there before. Seelsgrove had a great running game going that night, especially in the second half, to pull away 34-7. The surprise loss in the fashion that they lost to Shemokin, who's making a turn here, uh, and that's good. You like to see Shemokin good. You see these programs good. It makes Friday night so much more enjoyable. They were able to go to Central Mountain and beat Central Mountain easily. Back-to-back losses, 31-7 to Danville, and a crushing loss to Montoursville to wrap up the regular season on a last-second field goal as well. So they felt that twice this year in a very short time. 
And then last week, the come-from-behind victory over Midwest set the opportunity for Seals Grove to come here to Thompson Street Stadium and seek district gold. As you said, they come up short, but a lot to be proud of. And we appreciate all the efforts from all the football players. We love the fans, the fans, Seals Grove fans, and also our radio listeners. Appreciate it tuning in to us each and every week, giving us great support and a lot of great feedback. So we appreciate that. Also, I want to thank Roger Hatton. Roger Hatton, oh, yeah. Sunbury Broadcasting. Appreciate the opportunity to... To, to flip on the on switch and allow us to do us this every Friday night. Just a couple guys to go off and do something that we enjoy and watching football and covering it for Sunbury Broadcast. We appreciate that. Appreciate Kevin Hur, who uh, about 10 years ago said, Pat, you want to cover Seals Grove football? And I said, <laughs> absolutely. I said, I got a buddy I do UPS with back in the day. You want to do it with me? Seals Grove alum. He said, absolutely. We ran away with it and hard to believe it's been 10 years. But uh, And of course, Sean Carey for making us sound so good back at the studio for all the work that he does so we appreciate all sunbear broadcasting the market department it gets us up on the air and helps pay for all this and allows us to go enjoy what we do and ryan i'll first hand it to you and uh you know no one allows us or supports us more than our families i mean we give up our friday nights and it's not just for 10 weeks when you're covering seals group football this program is amazing so we've had we've had a year where we gave up 16 of our friday nights and yes i mean my wife lauren and my son jace uh, they give up uh, a lot of time spent with me where we could just be relaxing at home, but they know I love Seals Grove football, and uh, they support me, and, and I've just got a good support group at home, and I uh, love them both and uh, appreciate their uh, their giving up some time and allowing me to do this. And, again, I want to touch back on Roger Haddon and, and Sunbury Broadcasting. Roger is a, a great guy. I've got to know him pretty well over the last 10 years, and he is one of the best guys in the area, top-notch. And he loves Seals Grove. He loves uh, kids. And, uh, yeah, this is part of the business. But I, Roger Roger supports the youth, and I, I appreciate him and all his efforts. And, and uh, Sunbury Broadcasting is a pretty sweet uh, company. We appreciate it once again. Seals Grove does fall here tonight, 2017, in overtime to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs on a 27-yard field goal by Griffin for the Shore to send them with home with a gold medal. And they advance to the opening round of the state playoffs. And, Ryan, my wife, Teresa, my daughter, Murphy, support me to no end. This is 21 seasons of covering high school football for me. <laughs> so uh, Teresa has been supportive of this for many, many years, and we appreciate it. Go, go off, and I'm gone for hours on end just covering high school football. So Teresa, Murphy, appreciate your support over the years, and I plan on doing it again next year. So. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a long off season because I love covering Seals Grove football and I love covering it on Eagle on a 794 KX. So. It never ends though. We're talking. We're, we're we're talking to coaches and players and fans all year. We just don't do it on the radio all year. It'll continue. And also appreciate Zach and his family. He's got the young one at home. He's going to get home and see them. That's time away from family. Time away from the little one. Appreciate all the work that. Zach does for us and makes us sound so smart with the numbers and breaking it all down and game notes and everything. That's the hard work that he does. So we're going to wrap up the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show here for you for the final time in 2018. We'll get geared up and get ready to go for 2019 at Seals Grove Football here on 94KX or mostly on Eagle 107. Remember, each week you can hear the Bison football on Eagle 107. 
Seals Grove wrap up their season with a 2017 loss to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. For Zach Showers, our stat guy, Sean Carey producing, and Ryan Brandt. This is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us for tonight's Seals football on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region in the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motors Seals game night right here on 94KX and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.